an idea for what what our first shirt design is going to be. No oh boy. It, it's going to have the end of time cast logo on the front, like in the background, kind of darkened out, I guess you'd say. And there's going to be bold text on the front that says end of time cast. <clears throat> or maybe just the logo itself will just, will, will suffice. Maybe I'll have the logo and like the words, just have the whole entire shebang. Mm-hmm. On the back, it's going to have big, bold letters that says, it's not about the money. (laughs) I can't tell you. So, how often do you get questioned about the the podcast? Like, in the, you know, out in the world? Never. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I mean... You don't technically work in like an office with 500 right. employees. So. Yeah, I work from home. So, yeah, um, I guess if the, I guess if the the social or work interaction isn't there, it, I could see it not happening. And there's family and friends too, but any time that I pose to anyone that yeah, you know, I have a podcast, like oh, you got a podcast, one of the first. If not the first question, one of the first three questions, it's usually, it's like, it's like the tattoo syndrome. You know, it's like, Hey, yeah, I got a tattoo. Oh, you got a tattoo. Did it hurt? How much did it cost? And what is it? Or where is it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And usually with this podcast, it's, <clears throat> it's, Oh, you got a podcast. What's it about? Oh, it's about video games. Oh, okay. Uh, how much money do you make off of that? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's usually what's it about where can i find it uh, which i i like that one and then it's, it's it's some vague some some dancing words around money mm-hmm. you know where do you where do you host it at like yeah is that is that yeah is, is podcast is that like profitable or yeah i've heard that that can turn a profit or yeah youtube money right and etc etc it is so unnerving when I, I guess because you are producing something that people think that like you're doing it for money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if like most slash all other, I'm not saying we're artists, but we're producing something. So I equate that to artistry, but I wonder if that's how like musicians think or, you know, photographers It's like, Oh, what, how much money are you making off of that? Well, I'm not making any money. I'm not trying to make any money. Uh, and usually the YouTube question does come up. I'm sure our audience is going to bug us about it eventually as well. I say that in a nice way. I, please get us off our ass to do something more. But uh, it's just like, oh, it's, why don't you have it on YouTube? It's like, yeah, I just have to convert it to a video. And it's just it's, it's one little thing. But it's it's usually that question is tailored around, you know, if you put it on YouTube, there's a way you can get money. You know, there's revenue and blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, I'm not, we're not doing this to make money. It would take a behind the scenes conversation between the three of us to decide what sort of like, okay, at this many, you know, subscribers or listeners, we should start thinking about trying to monetize this somehow. But that was never the intention of this podcast. That was never the reason why we started doing it. It was almost like a, like a personal talking diary for the for us two and now us three. Sometime in the future, we may put this on other platforms. I mean, really, uh, I think I mentioned this on one of our early podcasts that uh, 
a, a lot of podcasts do that. They have it on multiple multiple venues. I mean, there's there are many places to host audio files. Yeah. But at the maximum, it's 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 such a <sighs> no, we're not making money. No, we're not trying to make money. Yes, I'm aware you can monetize it. Yes, I'm aware you can do this. Yes, I'm aware you can do that. Blah, blah, blah. But again, we're not trying to. And it seems like almost at times, unless you're talking to a gamer, so to speak, whenever you mention that, like, you're not doing it for money or you don't care about the money, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not interested no more. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's so awkward. <clears throat> But I, 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 either people have mostly coworkers, but usually word gets around some way, somehow, or even when I mention it and, uh, not as I don't do it to like self promote It's I mean, I am proud of our podcast. I like that we do it. And, but like when I say I produce a podcast, it's, it's more tongue in cheek humor than it is like, I am the producer <laughs> of a podcast. Uh, not I'm not I'm not too equipped with a yeah I don't make I don't make money sorry I don't know what to tell you like it's it's it, people can't make that distinction like it's it's a podcast about video games I don't play video games for for money so I don't talk about them to make money either I talk about them because I talk too much you might as well get it on record <laughs> uh, hello everyone and welcome to the end of time I'm Michael I'm Chris. And there is no Adam on this episode. Oh, sad face already. I know. I can. I can hear the masses crying. Uh, I did get a chance to talk with him. Uh, he's still doing fine. Uh, he's just got some life things he's he's working on. He's he's kind of. It's more like a. It's more like a. Uh, you know, lifestyle situation he's going through right now. He's just not available to record. Uh, as much as he would like. And we will, we are going to, until he gets more of a permanent status, more of a permanent fixtured, uh, you know, life status, we'll, uh, it's, we're going to get him on every episode we can, but, uh, for the foreseeable future, it won't be every episode. Uh, <clears throat> he, he's not quitting. He's not going anywhere. He wants to be a part of this. He still wants to be on the team, still wants to be on the podcast. It's just his life is, uh, a little bit of a little bit of a mess right now in certain areas, and he's 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 cleaning up and focusing and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, this is what he told me. These are things that he told me, and I kind of nodded and yeah, okay, I get it, man. Sure, <laughs> just take care of yourself. But I saw, I saw some notes like scattered around his desk, and even some. I kind of peeked over the shoulder now and again and saw some stuff in his phone, and I saw stuff about 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 a Zophar modifier and him having these weird <laughs> lucid dreams about, about, I don't know. He's, he's, I, I'm still seeing some of this mech shit going on. So I think he's telling me one thing, but he, I, I think the fucker's trying to build a mech. That's what I really think is happening. I was but. totally wondering where you were going with that. I totally forgot about last week. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. You're not fooling me, Adam. Uh, um, you know, to take quote unquote, take care of yourself, man. Get get you know when you can when you can get a week where you can record with us. We'll we'll love to have you back. But I'm telling you now, fucker, if you don't take both of us for a ride in this fucking mech, I'm gonna be pissed off, highly pissed off. Don't tell me you have a mech and you can't you can't uh, loan it to us, especially us. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there are a few. 
itty bitty news tidbits uh, that went on this week. I wanted to go over. I don't know if you had seen anything newsworthy. Uh, um, not really. One thing uh, was apparently Nintendo came down pretty hard on a... Oh, that's new, right. Yeah. One of the many, many... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a bad, 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 bad throat situation today, I guess. Uh, one of the many uh, emulator slash ROM sites out there, I think Love ROMs yeah. was the target of this one. And whatever the other site ran by the same person is. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nintendo pretty much put the gavel down pretty hard. Uh, lot, lots, several dollars worth. Uh, I don't have. I'm trying to scroll through the articles now because I didn't do my homework and pull the damn thing up. But <laughs> it's an obscene amount of money. It's like a hundred million. Yeah, they got charged for. Uh, sorry, the the owner of the site pretty much is the one who's getting the brunt end of all this. He got charged for like every copyright infringement for every title that was put on there, etc., uh, etc. Et and this added up to lots of money. Which of course, uh, his reaction immediately was to pull the stuff down. I don't. I'm, I haven't tried right this second, but I don't think you can even get to the site. Uh, even though it was, it's only Nintendo that did this. Uh, he's got the whole site. From what I heard, he had the whole site down. Yeah. And uh, now, again, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just talking uh, from what I remember about the article. Uh, I think Giant Bomb was the one that pointed me this way. Uh, their latest podcast, they were talking about it as well. That uh, it, it's a Nintendo thing, and it's only Nintendo so far. But it makes me wonder how far it's going to go. Not only for Nintendo, not only from Nintendo's side, but if anybody else is going to join in. Uh, I don't. I don't see this being like a huge deal. I don't see this being like a shuddering whole hell stop from everyone. I I mean, there's there's lots of ways to get this shit. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo came down pretty hard. Like, they swung a big fucking sword at this shit. For whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know what caused them to do this. I don't know why they decided out of the blue. Because, Jesus, emulation and ROMs from the Nintendo on have been a thing for damn near close to two decades, if not more. Yeah, I like, think this is a, known a lot of the uh, thoughts behind it are basically um, looking at things they're planning on doing, like their uh, annual service you'll be able to pay for soon. Um, I think that might have some uh, backlog access or something like that, or, you know, Solid other, point, other, process, yeah. other uh, products like the... Uh, the NES and SNES re-release stuff they've been doing. Those little, I can't even think what they're called right now. Yeah. Uh, but those, you know, have the access. Classics, yeah, yeah, the classics. Those have access to a lot of those games, uh, old school games like that. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see that being a reason why, because again, just this, to me, just, um, maybe in the business world or in the legalities world, this may be a long, this may have been a long time coming. There may have been envelopes that were being pushed on the ROM side and emulation side that just made them go, all right, fuck this. We've had enough. But this, to me, this just seems completely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree about the, about the only justification I can make is with, with their, 
See, but even that, they had, uh, what was it? What was, not the eShop. What was the, what was the Nintendo service that had all the classic shit? The, cla- the, damn it. It was, it was closed down a year or two ago is where you can go to get, uh, Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games. I have no um, idea. I, I'm drawing a blank right now and there's people that are grabbing their monitors and shaking it furiously because I can't remember a fucking word. <laughs> but, I feel like this is something that's like that you've been able to play these old games for a while. I just don't know. Some, something had to have made them go. It cannot be that they are ignorant to it. I don't think. No. In, in, in my mind, I, I don't think that any one of these companies are unfamiliar with emulation and ROMs. Yeah, Nintendo's, I mean, I, I, Nintendo's been a big vocal uh, op, uh, opponent to them, I guess I'll say. Uh, they even have a section on their website. Uh, you know, asking are ROMs legal, and they're like, "Uh, no, they're not." But <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the virtual console is what oh, I was thinking. Yeah, of. that's I thought yeah. that's still a thing. Uh, it, it may be. I, I it may have been just that the virtual console and Wii U got shut down. I don't. I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, it um, may have transitioned to more. What I've seen lately is I don't think it's the virtual console as much. You just straight up buy them in the eShop and they run more natively maybe is all it yeah. is yeah i i can understand from a business perspective any one of these companies wanting to do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. I, I i get it you know especially backwards thinking companies like nintendo that are you know from their third gen from the third generation of consoles their first generation of consoles all the way up the ladder you know they're trying their best to make games available uh, not only classic games, but just in general, they're trying to broaden the libraries and make things accessible. I've heard, I've heard up and down opinions, or let me let me rephrase that. I've heard different stories on what this this online system is supposed to be, and I don't agree with it. If what I've heard is correct, it's like you pay so much a month or so much a year, and they basically make some games available for a set amount of time and then they remove those games and put new ones on that. I'm not a big fan of if that's, if that's the way it's supposed to be, the virtual console seems like the perfect, like, there you go. You just keep that forever. You just have a, your own emulator, so to speak. And you just keep adding games to it. And there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. But I, I could see, with them trying to make some sort of business sensibility out of this put games online, them going, okay, well, what's it, what's it, how else can people get this? Well, they can emulate it. Well, we got to stop that. That's going to hurt our bottom dollar. Um, these are also cinemas giant bomb mentioned as well. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't fear anything from the other two. Or from really anybody else. I don't think this like emulation is about to come to a halt. This could have been a scare tactic for all I know. And for whatever reason they picked they picked Love ROMs, they picked them, they picked that site and the and the accompanying site as well. Yeah, one of my biggest questions about that is really, you know, why that site? I had never even heard of them. They must be one of the yeah. smaller ones. So why not, you know, go after one of the larger ones? Yeah, if if they're going to make such a big bold, you know, we're, you know, we're coming at you full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. Why why that one? 
I think Love Roms has been like a fourth or fifth down the list. Like if I have, if I was, if I was to have like a download limit and I would just go to another one, you know, something like that. It's not the mainstay, but even so, whether it's popular or not, I think, I think it did, it did have like some stats that were posted that, that, that Love Roms had so many millions of customers a day or so many millions of views yeah. a day, visits a day, whatever. Even so. Even so, it just seems like a seems like a very laser focused attack. Unless if this continues on and Nintendo just starts wiping across the board, then that would be one thing. I don't, I don't see them doing that because at some point, it, I'm saying all this because it, I really question why the fuck they did this. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. This is one site that you're targeting. I don't know. I have no way, I don't even have surface level knowledge of how much money, uh, or, or, or any type of currency that somebody makes off of hosting a ROM website. I have no idea. I don't even know if you do. I mean, it's just ads like everything else. I suppose. I mean, they, but in, I, I, go ahead. In reality, they're probably making almost nothing off of it. I mean, if I was willing yeah, to like bet, us, you know, they just do it because maybe they, you know, they just like to do it. Yeah. The ads are probably, you know, enough to cover hosting and, but it's probably not their job, you know, it's not like they're doing that and that's their only source of income most likely. Yeah. And I have, I have to think in my head if, if, if this thing, if this is adding up to be, you know, millions of dollars, hell, even, even if it's $500,000, I don't know this guy. I don't know what jobs he has. I don't know what his, his incomes, whatnot, but I got to think Nintendo that if you're, if you're just go, if you're swinging for the fences, suing the ever loving fuck out of somebody, I don't think you're going to see those returns. You know, if if you're suing this guy for $3 million, you may be lucky to get like 700,000 maybe. So the rest you're not going to get. So everybody else across the board is like, well, there's 700 different avenues to get this shit from. Like you can't, you are not there. This shit has been going on for decades. There is no way this stuff has been shared across the board. There, there, there are so many ways to get a hold of this legally, illegally, whatever that going to one slash two sites by one owner going to one person and going hey you're fucked that that sucks for him and it sucks for the subscribers and his audience and his following and all that but as far as the emulation community as a whole like cmu is a thing folks the wii u emulator that runs like it can run breath of the fucking wild that community is not on stop right now you know there are there are uh I have no doubt in my mind that there, there, there is switch emulation like in the works right now. That's just not going to stop. And if you wanted to go get some Game Boy Advance ROM from somewhere, again, there are so many places you can go that having this one thing taken down means nothing to you. It's only affecting this one person and this, and the, it slightly affecting maybe his backers or whatever. So I don't know. I, I'd love to. I'd love to 
question Nintendo and be like, guys, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, you can give me a legal reason why. You can give me some reasons why, but what's the real reason why you're doing this? Yeah. And I, I looked it up, and I, it's $100 million that they're asking for. That's crazy. Like, there's, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. And even if they got half of that, still... It's like, all right, well, you just bankrolled some guy and took his life. He has no fucking life now, and he is now relegated to working at fucking GameStop for for, for <laughs> pennies until he retires because you are gouging his paycheck every month, yada, yada, yada. You have fucked this guy over. Good for you. You made a few hundred thousand dollars. Good for you. The train rolls on. You know. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, some other news, uh, this was a a complete surprise to me because I just don't follow other conventions at all, but apparently the San Diego Comic Con, Mm -hmm. uh, San Diego Comic Convention just ended or was happening last week. I didn't know because it's, and it's not because I don't follow comics. I follow them enough that I watch comic pop and, and, and try to catch up on shit, but, uh, Somewhere, I think it was in my Facebook feed. It was either my Facebook feed or YouTube like popped up with a random video. It's like, hey, here's a, uh, here's a Godzilla, uh, War of the Monsters, whatever trailer. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, they are going to make a new Godzilla movie, aren't they? So like, yeah, this trailer was featured at San Diego Comic Con. I was like, oh shit, I need to go find out what else they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. It, it, San Diego Comic-Con apparently has many different trailers for things and announcements. I guess there was there were TV shows that were announced there. There were like new seasons to shows that were announced there. And this was one of them. Like I don't know if this uh, th- maybe it's because San Diego Comic-Con is such a huge convention that just having something announced there gets you more you know, eyes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it happened. But yeah, Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Got to watch that. That was pretty cool. Uh, I loved the 2000, I want to say it was 16. I hope it was 16. 16 or 15. Either way. Oh no, 2014. I was way off. Uh, the 2014 Godzilla movie. I love that movie. Loved it, loved it. And I couldn't, I really can't wait for the sequel to come out. I was, I was eagerly anticipating the new movie to come out. And this one looks pretty cool. I mean, it's got it's got a bunch of other Godzilla monsters in it that are from the classic Godzilla series. Of course, they're they're redone, etc. I don't know if they're all. Got- <laughs> I, I could not help it, Chris. In my mind, I had to think, oh Lord, the Godzilla cinematic universe is coming. This is the GCU. <laughs> yes, uh, take that, uh, Universal Monsters cinematic universe, whatever the fuck you were trying to do. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I full disclosure. I in my lifetime i've only seen like two or three of the classic godzilla movies i know that's a shame i should have seen more and i don't i like godzilla but i never followed godzilla so like i know who king Ghidorah is i know who i know who gamera gamera is but it's most of that's from like pop culture yeah 
You know, it's, it's not from I. Oh, yeah, I know the the animosity between these people, and that's how it is for me. Yeah. So me seeing this movie is more of I'm just going to go see a really cool monster movie that has Godzilla in it. Yeah. What they're going to do, like, I have no fucking idea. I didn't read any plot summary. I didn't read any. I didn't read or listen to anything that explained what this story is going to be about. If if those details are even out there. But I also don't know how much plot these monsters had in their original movies. So the fact that I'm so blind I'll get, to, I'll get to see this as it is. If they spin all these monsters out and give them their own movies, that that's cool. I don't know if they've ever had their own movies. I thought they were all together with Godzilla, so I don't know, whatever. The movie, the trailer looks cool. I'm all for having a bunch of really cool monsters in the same movie, especially with this Godzilla. I liked its design. Uh, what I do want to see, uh, Chris, have you seen you have you seen the Godzilla 2014? Uh, no, I don't think I saw that one. The newer one? Oh, man, it's pretty good. Pretty good. There there are some obvious gripes about that movie from myself and other people, uh, one of which I can't say at all because I don't want to spoil it for mm-hmm. you. But the other is, this is just me being a big fucking kid, is that I, there, was, there wasn't there was enough Godzilla in the movie for me. When Godzilla was in that movie, when you got to see him and the shit that he did, uh, all his scenes were cool. They were specifically engineered to build tension. A little bit too much, I'll give you that, but they were, they were built to be like this big cool fucking lizard dinosaur beast fucking machine is on the screen and he's doing cool things Mm -hmm. the problem was because all these movies have to be this way it can't it couldn't just be about godzilla you had to have the humans there and it was like it it was probably half the movie was humans and half the movie was godzilla but it really felt more like three-fourths humans that's that's kind of how i felt it goes by a lot slower Yes, yes. They, I mean, the the actors did what they could with what they had. And I I will admit there were some genuine cool, I wouldn't say cool, but interesting. I I didn't mind. I didn't mind the human aspects of the movie. Mm -hmm. I just, I went to see Godzilla movie. I want to see Godzilla. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's the biggest fucking, well, we can't have it that way complaint that I've always made, even about other movies and video games like that. Like, I want more of this. Uh, Same thing. Oh, man. With I saw a finally I had heard news of the new Predator movie and the initial tailing of of that trailer i was not interested in uh i don't mind i mean i guess plug your ears chris if you if you if you care but i mean you can literally go watch a trailer right now and the fucking trailer tells you but apparently in this new predator movie coming out which revolves around humans of course the predators and humans maybe have to team up again i don't know but there it, there's a larger predator like a 10 foot tall fucking behemoth predator okay okay cool whatever i've got around to watching that trailer and went eh probably not i'm not interested like i don't know what the fuck's going on i i'm i'm such a dick when it comes to these kind of movies because <laughs> this is what i want to see i need to see a i i want to see the fucking subject matter that i went for i i want to find a director 
producer. I want to find a fucking Hollywood team, and I don't know who it could be. This would this would be for the 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 movie buffs that are way more in movies than me. But I need a fucking director. I need a I need a movie team that's that can get together that are passionate and want to make a genuine fucking dark, gritty, damn near silent Predator movie and have it be nothing but the fucking Predator. You could have them fighting aliens. I don't care. You Hell, if you, if you really want to, if <laughs> what we'll never have, if you really want to have a good Predator movie where he's fighting some kind of humans, Batman versus Predator. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> but I want... Uh, I don't know what the plot would be. I don't know how the story would would, would evolve, <laughs> but I, I want to see a movie just using Predator as an example where it's like three fourths the fucking Predator or or seven eighths. Like, I don't I don't care. It I want to see that in the movie. You can't have that because every movie has to have humans. It has to have character dialogue. It has to have plot evolution. It has to have like people plot evolution. It has to have plot elements in it. And it just, it, it seems like it can't be done, but I feel like it's more the right people haven't come along to try it. A good, a good fucking example. Uh, the mo- one of the movies that I saw recently, uh, talked about a few episodes ago, um, A Quiet Place. This movie is predominantly silent. It's all about the whole point of the movie is that there are things out there that hunt you via sound. So they're trying not to make noise. When they do, the monsters show up. I'm not saying that that's going to be the plot of a Predator movie. What I'm saying is almost 80, 90% of that movie, there's no fucking dialogue. They're using hand signals and subtitles yes and they're emoting with facial expressions and hand gestures yes it's not the mechanics of that movie i'm stressing it's the point that that movie was silent and i think a predator or aliens movie mainly predator i feel can really be done with a really late really tone deaf quiet just fucking predator or predators you know have some kind of inner turmoil between them go to their home world where they hunt or have them go to another world and hunt i don't fucking know but when i see like this godzilla movie i just know i like up it's gonna be a lot of humans it's gonna be a lot of drama it's gonna be a lot Mm -hmm. of you know whatever i just want to see more monsters yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes um that lit that led me to further investigate like all right so what else was in this <laughs> san diego comic con shit because again this is my complete ignorance to the convention i thought okay well this is going to be the prime place where the new series of comics are going to be announced the new arcs are going to be announced uh the, the new fucking Marvel movies are going to be talked about or whatnot. And it was like, no, nah, man, if this is a hot spot. If there's something cool coming out, like the new season of The Walking Dead, we're going to be, we're going to have interviews and talk about it. And it's like, okay, sure, whatever. I mean, that's based on a comic, to be fair. It is true, true. Uh, the next one that I saw was Aquaman, the DC. DC Cinematic Universe, didn't DC Cinematic Extended Universe? Who the fuck knows? A new DC movie's coming <laughs> out. The one of the ones we knew were gonna be coming out soon was Aquaman getting a standalone movie. And I said, 
you know what? Even if I don't go, I don't have to go see this movie. I've already had my opinions about Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman and average opinions about Justice League. I don't entirely hate. I, I loved Man of Steel, just so everybody knows that one. I, just We can get that out of the way. But you know what? Even if I don't go see this movie, let's just see what the trailer is. Let's just watch it just because it's something new. Why not? We'll see what they're doing with the Jason Momoa fucking t- tatted up uh, Aquaman. I got to say, trailer had me fairly interested. It's definitely playing more to the fantasy style of Aquaman. You know, like he it shows a lot of scenes with them with the uh, Atlanteans in Atlantis around, surrounded by fucking seahorses and, and whales and weird under uh, underwater beings and whatnot. Cool. Just looks look that that aspect I like. I don't know Aquaman's full story. I don't know a lot about him. Uh, so maybe a lot of that. Th- thankfully, a lot of that I can't really judge. But as far as just slightly above interested, stepping into cool territories, what I thought about the trailer. This is a no. This is no ties. I'm not saying the movie. I mean, in my mind, this was mm-hmm. my interest in this is nothing tied to Justice League and all that. It's from what this movie the trailer made this movie look like as its own it looked like it was interesting sure uh and then i saw uh the shazam trailer which is i heard people uh, say that was good yeah uh it's it's very funny like that's that's captain marvel that's apparently his real name i only know that because of comic pop thank you guys but he has to say the word shazam to become the person and i did not learn this is how little i know about this character i did not know until this trailer that the gimmick of that guy is not just the fact that he shouts shazam and apparently shazam is like the first letter every letter of shazam is like the first letter of a some kind of god like hercules and atlas or zeus shit like that Hmm. The gimmick of him is not only the, the gimmick of, of Captain Marvel, period, is not just the fact that he has to shout Shazam, Shazam, and he becomes this basic, basically a fucking Superman equivalent. It's also that he is a 12 year old boy. And when he shouts Shazam, he becomes this fucking six and a half, seven foot tall Superman looking man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is predominantly featured in this trailer. That made it pretty interesting to me. Uh, the powers and all also made it interesting. They 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 did a lot of humor esque in this trailer. I I, I got kind of Ant Man vibes in a way, but yeah, I mean, sure, it's it seems interesting. I don't see a reason to not watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I just I for me for whatever reason I felt like Aquaman trailer had it just edged out just a little more just because watching the Aquaman trailer I was I was seeing the fantasy stuff in it I was seeing the okay it's not just six people superpowers or not on land fighting with their fists this was like I, I saw a shot where it looked like it was taken in the castle 
or Atlantis, period. And there was mm-hmm. all these subterranean underwater creatures around them, not just them floating in midair talking, you know. So, you know, cool, awesome San Diego Comic-Con. What I was hoping for, I... So as as I kept watching these trailers and doing more and more research, getting my fucking hands all sweaty, ringing together, going, ooh, what else we got? What else we got? <laughs> what I wanted... And I, I fucking knew I wasn't going to get, but I kept building up anyway, was I wanted some type of uh, Infinity War 2 something, like anything, yeah. a fucking logo. Not not to say a logo would ever suffice, but even a logo would have been nice. And unless I've missed my research completely, I didn't see anything, which I'm cool with, too. That's that, that's good. Keep all this shit under wraps. What, what I do keep hearing outside of San Diego Comic Con is that th- this is building more and more into that in that fucking internet black mentality, Chris. Yeah. Because I keep seeing more and more fucking stories of oh, here are the so here are the 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 thirty two contracts for Marvel. Here are the sixteen that ended this month. <laughs> Looks like these guys aren't coming back in this in then the next movie, huh? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need I don't want to know who the fuck is is doing this shit. You know, I don't need to know for one, for one, it's not like it's not above Marvel to pull deceptive shit anyway, which I'm happy for, you know, put some stuff out there to make us think one thing and then do and then pull the rug out from under us. Yeah. Cool beans. But this is a <laughs> I realize that I'm a big fucking nerd talking about something small being a big deal, but this is a big fucking deal. Infinity War spoiler warning spoilers for infinity war if you have not if you have not seen that great awesome movie which by the way comes out digitally july 31st of this year <laughs> and august 14th comes out on blu-ray and dvd yes i already man i had my digital pre-order like a month ago two months ago anyway spoiler warnings for infinity war you cannot and I'm saying this to Marvel if they're if they are legitimately letting these stories happen if they're if they're looking out the fucking news world and going yeah that story is okay yeah we can pass that yeah it's all right let them know all the let them know all the details you can't have one movie end with like half of your A team cast apparently dying off. And then have shit like this come out in the real world, leading us to think that, oh, well, maybe maybe Black Panther won't come back because his, his contract ended. Mm-hmm. There are so many things about that. I mean, maybe his contract ended. Maybe they just fucking wrote him another contract. Maybe that when anybody re-upped. You know, who knows? And I'm not saying that that was a real one. I'm just using Black Panther as an example. Sure. That's the kind of shit that I'm seeing. I'm having people like I'm having coworkers come up to me and be like, "Hey, man, did you hear about that? You know, this stuff with Chris Evans? Like, no, like, yeah, man, or so on and so forth with various with various Infinity War cast members. I don't want to know that. Don't yeah. don't tell me that because even if the unlikelihood that it's true, it's gonna be there, and I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to be in the next movie going, yeah, well, I mean, at a minimum, I know that these people aren't coming back. I know these people aren't going to be here. I hope I haven't done this to you as well, Chris. If I did, I'm sorry. (laughs) These are just some of the story things that I'm hearing 
and the, that's just one. There are nah. other rumor mills all over the place, huh? and it's just like, man, I don't take too much stock in rumors and stuff. I typically don't pay any attention. Like I, aside from after it was over, you know, I was taking my notes for the cast uh, we did about it. I didn't look anything before or after about it. I haven't looked anything for the next one. I figured, you know, you'll let me know when it's coming out. So I'm yeah. good there. <laughs> Don't care. You know, news. And most of these, I'm not even looking at. It just comes across my feed. Mm-hmm. It's it, Or it's something I'm reading. I'm reading something else somewhere and it just happens to pop up. But it's it's there. It's prevalent. It aggravates me because that again, this is something we talked about whenever we talked about the the Infinity War movie, is that the transparency. The further and further we go along this internet age, the 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 more and more we progress in this in this information is everywhere age, the more prominent this is becoming. Where it's like, yeah, you can look at their salary increases and salary drops and their contracts and <laughs> you can go to their whatever page mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll let you know what movies they are and are not working on until 2025. I'm making half this shit up, but that's 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 what I see happening with this stuff. It's, sure. it's so even if it's not in your face, it is acceptable. And the fact that it's accessible, there are people around you that when you don't want to go look this stuff up, they're all about looking this shit up. And then they go one step further. After they've looked it up, they want to put it in your face any way they can get it. Mm -hmm. And this is not even talking about like the heckler type of people, like the trolls. This is like people that are like, I found this new information about fucking the Iron Man's good. And they're just so excited because they (laughs) they sleuth something out. And you're like, dude, stop. Mm -hmm. But they don't care because they have three point seven million views on their news article. You know, and they're like, yeah, I did a good. So while it was slightly upsetting not to see anything about Infinity War 2, at the same time, I was glad. It was good. I don't I don't need to see anything. That movie is coming out next year. I'm going to see that movie regardless. I mean, it would take it would take some hell crazy trailer for me to go, oh nope, they fucked it all up. Which kind of brings up another point, Chris. I think I'm gonna do my absolute best to not watch a single trailer. Okay. Not a one. I'm going to I think when Infinity came when Infinity War came out, I saw the first two of what, like seven trailers there were. Mm-hmm. And I think this one I'm just it's gonna be hard. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I, I as much as I profess this, I try to say internet black shit, as much as I try to profess that, trailers are the ones that get me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even when I know half the time, half if not all the plot's going to be spoiled, trailers get me. This, this is a very highly anticipated movie, but I'm going to do my best to hold some restraint, and I want to walk in this. I want to walk into Infinity War as blank as I possibly can. We were very fortunate, I think, with Infinity War 1 because even though I had seen those trailers, Jesus, every fucking 10 seconds there was a, there was a, a bomb drop. Every mm-hmm. 10 seconds was a, oh, yes, that was cool. So will I need to do that? I trust Marvel enough to where, no, I don't need to, but I just, I, I want to. I want to walk in this one completely just... No, no, even half scene yeah. is going to be known. You know, I heard that the, uh, and I've seen the trailers, but I haven't seen the movie yet. But I heard that for the uh, Jurassic World movie, whatever the latest mm-hmm. Jurassic World movie is, that the trailers were 
ridiculously spoiler heavy. Yeah, that's see that that right there, and that Predator trailer is what that's exactly what I mean. And anytime that I talk about spoiling things, like imagine if I went to go see this Predator movie and didn't know about this giant Predator thing. I can tell you right now the 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 prospect of a bigger, bulkier, more predatorier predator that doesn't really do anything <laughs> for me. That's I mean, hey, you tried something cool, mm-hmm. but that's not a draw for me. But if I didn't know that, and then that fucker popped out, I would at least be like, oh, whoa, that's cool. That's out of nowhere. But now I already know. Yeah. Now, now I already see it. And the same thing happened with the fucking Jurassic Park trailer. There's a, maybe we shouldn't, maybe this shouldn't be too big of a surprise, but yeah, they made a different dinosaur. They made another dinosaur more deadlier and more crafty and more just a deadlier dinosaur. Cool. But the trailer showed me that. If I got to the movie, again, a bigger, different dinosaur that's been done before, so that's not. That's not immediate draw, but at least when that shit happened, I'd be, oh, cool. And I wish fucking trailers would stop doing that. I don't know what possesses them to do that. Why is it that I don't I don't know. I don't know who writes the checks for him, man. I don't know who (laughs) gives the official. I don't know who gives the official. Yes, Mm -hmm. go with that because we will make money off of that somehow. But. The surprise in the movie to me is far more important than me knowing about the surprise ahead of time. Like, why why would you let the, oh, shit, be in your trailer? Make yeah. that be in your movie. You know, let that be something that gets spread word of mouth after the fact, not tell me directly. You know, like, if if there was prime example, I don't I don't think they'd do it. I hope they wouldn't do it. But imagine the trailer does come out for oh man, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. Imagine <laughs> that a the imagine that a trailer comes out for Infinity War two. Mm-hmm. Not gonna happen. We know this is not gonna happen. There's so many reasons why. I'm just making an example. The last the last scene in this two minute trailer is not even really a scene. You see the back of a blue glove. And the blue glove cuts away to black and you hear like shing, you know, that's Wolverine's glove. You know, the oh, I would fucking Mm -hmm. snap my own neck. I would just (laughs) lose my ever loving fucking mind. Wolverine's going to be in the new Avengers. That means maybe they're bringing other X-Men. Woo! (laughs) Why would you do that? But see, that's Mm -hmm. the way I feel that these fucking movies do that. They find that they either find the the slight twist or slight fork in the road with a story or they find that moment of oh shit and they put it in the trailer yeah. uh deadpool 2 did not do that thankfully there were a couple parts in that movie where you didn't know that these really cool moments were going to happen thankfully that was good but too many other companies do this and it's so Oh man, it's so aggravating. Yeah. It's just another thing that you have to look for or look out for in the world before you're mm-hmm. gonna before you're gonna go see a movie. You know, you're anticipating this whatever sequel or this movie coming out, and it's almost like damn near these days, you just gotta do everything your best to stay off the world wide web, period. You just gotta you just no internet for me. Cause some 
fucking Twitter post is going to is going to tell me that Spider-Man is going to be this Spider-Man or is or is actually going to be Venom in this movie and bah, who knows. Yeah, I was watching a uh a Twitch stream the other day someone playing a game. I can't remember which one it was or who it was, but they started talking about something and it was just full of spoilers. I think it's for another game or something. Not related to anything they're mm-hmm. doing, you know. Mm-hmm what they're playing at the moment. I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll go watch someone else. Yep. Yeah. It's, this is, this is a, this is a very cool age we live in and I like, I like it. It's cool. It's the fact that everything is at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. I get that, but man, movies are, movies need to be kept sacred. They need to be kept in a lock and key. Let us know that the movie's coming out and leave it at that. If you want to show a trailer because you want to build more hype and more accessibility, sure, go ahead. Leave your fucking plot elements out of it. Like, leave the, leave, leave this big shit out because now, not only are we going to be looking for it, it's not going to have the impact. It's just, it's not going to do it. Or you better have one hell of a way better twist or plot element or something later on in the movie. I don't, even that, I just, I don't even think that's an excuse. Just stop doing it, Hollywood. Chris, it has definitely been a week yep. uh, since I have rambled for like four hours straight now. Why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, and, and and bless the audience with your, your week of life. All right. So I'm going to start out with the obligatory uh, Destiny 2. Um, okay. I, I decided that, and I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but I decided that, you know, was, I was going to take a step back from it, and I played it enough to where I... Uh, I completed the, or I re- ranked up to 50 in the faction rally, uh, which I had stopped at like 30 last time, uh, because there's too much grinding. Uh, mostly because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really have all the instructions, you know, from Reddit and stuff at that time. This time I went into it knowing what I was doing. So I played it a little bit, uh, earlier in the week, got maybe like three or four ranks, didn't really care, you know. I was just doing other stuff at the time, mainly. Uh, but then Sunday, I was like, all right, I've only got a couple more days, so I need to sit down and grind this out. Uh, and I did. And it didn't take very long for me to get the other 20 ranks. It took me, like, you know, a fifth of the time it took me to get the first 30. You know, I was getting 20 more. Uh, so I right. finished that up, and I was like, all right, I'm good. Uh, I think I might have even done a couple extra just because I had the uh, – Materials for it, I was like a little bit short and then I had to go back and farm some more. Uh, but I finished that. I haven't even logged in to get the, uh, to see who won the uh, faction rally. Well, actually, I don't think the, you know, I can't even remember now. I have to go back and look whether the rewards are this week or next. Um, but I haven't even logged in to do that. So I'm kind of stepping back. Uh, and. I really wanted to focus on Octopath Traveler some more, which I did. Um, okay. This is good. I want to hear, because I'm hearing so many up and downs about this game. It's unbelievable. Like, from several game channels to that I subscribe to, to all the, all the podcasts are talking about it, but I'm hearing so many up and downs, from incredible to, eh. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm, I mean, I really kind of stick by what I said last week still, uh, it's a good solid game, but it doesn't do anything special or new. Um, not really new, you know. The combination yeah. may be a bit unique, but it's not phenomenal. Um, I will say it has been nice 
in the sense that it's a JRPG and I've wanted to play an RPG for, you know, that's kind of been my mood lately. And yeah. it's certainly been uh, scratching that itch. So in that sense, it's been great for me. Um, the story itself, I have now completed the chapter three for all characters. Um, okay. Uh, they, and I, as I mentioned last week, it looks like chapter four is the last. And I started one of the chapter four uh, stories. And based on that, it's wrapping up that character's storyline. Uh, what happens after I complete four? Don't know. Um but as of three, they're still not connected anyway. And uh, I didn't talk about this last week, but one of the things that I kind of don't like about the stories like they are is you never see the other characters in those cutscenes, huh. Or in, you know, the thing like, this something happened to a character? And I was like, oh no, that character's trapped. Well, there's three other people with them. And you know four more waiting for me at the tavern essentially this character is not alone you know no matter what they uh what they portray it as and i understand sort of that you can have any combination of characters there you could probably play through the game as far as an individual character and never talk to the others you're not forced into that um as far as i know uh, it'd be a lot harder, you know, but hey, there's solo cloud Final Fantasy VII runs. So what? Uh, it can be done if someone wants to do it bad enough. Um, so I, I kind of don't like that. Um, I get that they're telling this character story for each of them, but there should be more interaction between them. I did run into, after uh, the last recording, the next time I played, there was a party interaction after the character's cutscene. Um, mm-hmm. So I had this cutscene for the story. It, I got back in control. And then as I go to walk away, a thing pops up saying, you know, hit plus for, uh, I don't remember what it's even called, but it's basically character interaction in your party. And it's a conversation to your characters have back and forth about whatever just happened. Um, and it's neat, um, but doesn't really do anything. It doesn't change anything that's happening in the story itself. Uh, I don't know. The, it'd be nice to have a little bit more interaction, and so far I haven't seen that. Um, I was thinking that one of the characters' stories kind of had the tie between you know several of them, but I'm not so sure anymore. Um, I think it'd just be maybe a generic sprite thing. I haven't seen any more of a connection between some of them. I think, I don't know. We'll have, I'll have to wait and see once I actually get through the chapter four stories and whatever after that. Um, cause I, I think there's something after that, but I'm not sure what, um, for the classes. I, I still think they're pretty imbalanced as far as what you'll want to use. Um, and you're noticing that all the way through now that you, did you notice that all the way through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cause I mentioned yeah, last man. time that there are certain characters that I always use and I basically just swap out the fourth and I'm still yeah. doing that. You know, I don't want to give up my thief. I want to be able to open chests and he's my second best damage dealer. Um, I don't want to get rid of my hunter. She's the best damage dealer. Um, 
and my primary character. I literally can't swap her out of my party, and I think that's because I started with her. Uh, yeah. But I literally can't swap her out. Um, most of the times I've actually looked. Uh, cleric, of course I want my healer. Um, so at least my fourth slot, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll put in whoever's story I'm trying to do. Um, I did find that one of the characters, uh, the dancer, who I considered essentially the weakest of the group um, as far as what they bring to the table, uh, she has an ability that you start out with, uh, and it causes a random effect. I was like, okay, so, you know, either a buff or debuff, uh, you know, random status effect. Because I think that's mm-hmm. actually the wording on it. It's like this uh, skill causes a random status effect. I think it actually has the word status. Maybe I just added that in, in my head and it just has effect. Because they can do lots of different things. Um, I essentially fought a boss twice last night because it was one shot from death. And I used that ability and it refilled the, health, the boss's health to max. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, I should not gamble on that in a boss fight anymore. Because the reason <laughs> I did that is this ability can give you multipliers to your experience and job points. Mm-hmm. You can get up to 100 times the experience or job points from it, uh, which is a pretty low chance. I got the 100 experience for the first time uh, last night when I was playing, and it jumped me up like four or five levels. And this wasn't a nice. strong fight. So if I'd gotten that on, you know, an actual leveling spot and not just me backtracking for stuff, it would have been really nice. Um, but still, I'm, I think I'm technically over level now on my three primary characters. Um, and the dancer's now, you know, fourth highest because I was using her for the experience buff. Uh, the issue is I don't want to swap anyone out to get them experience, but I need the dancer. So, uh, the way I worked around this, I have the dancer uh, support job unlocked so I can make that mm-hmm. someone's secondary job uh, or support job and unlock that ability on them so I don't have to have the dancer with me. I just put as a sub on someone else for while I'm leveling. <sighs> That's so disheartening to hear that Like I, I see how you're doing it, but it's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It's rough. I blame you, game. I blame you. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, like the scholar, um, being able to identify, super good. Uh, not great in combat, though. Um, good as a magic mm-hmm. user, but I can kind of work around that. You know, there's not, there aren't many things that are only weak to magic. So it's not like I always need that character. And yeah. half the time when something's weak to magic, the scholar only has three spells, three elements. Uh, not three spells, three elements that it covers and it spells. And there are like six. So I have a 50% chance, you know, that it's going to be useful, even if they're weak against spells, uh, which sucks. Um, but when, the, when he's useful, he's useful. Um, I, I feel bad for the warrior because I bet he's probably, you know, one of the top tier damage dealers, but I don't have him leveled. So he's worthless for me. Um, yeah. I did read something about some accessories that uh, help this experience gain. But based on what I was reading, um, it's not something you get before you complete uh, the character's stories. So for me, it's like, okay, that's a post-game thing. So after I beat the game, then I can 
get more experience. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I, I kind of what I heard. It, it reminds me so much of uh, uh, Breath of the Wild about the motorcycle thing. Is that you can get a motorcycle and that's fucking cool, but apparently you have to beat like the dungeons first. You have to you have to go through like a certain amount of this the game before you get it. And man, I, yeah, I'll give you that it's partially my choice for playing the game the way that I do, but. If I'm already doing like most of the games running around anyway, and then I get a mm-hmm. motorcycle, yeah, kind of takes away the point for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, it's still good as a game overall. You know, I'm not gonna say it's a bad game because it's not. It's just not a. It's not a great game. It's not a mind blowing game. You know, it's not a must play game. Yeah. It's a oh, I want to go play JRPG. It's a pretty good one to play, you know, combat solid, uh, job issues aside, it, it's nice. Um, the BP system, the battle point system that lets you power up stuff and unlock top tier abilities for each class, uh, which I didn't even know were what, uh, that BP was the cost of them. Uh, each job you can put points into unlock abilities and whatnot after you unlock everything in a job, there's another one that unlocks. It's their ultimate, essentially. Mm-hmm. And when you unlock that, you can't just use it willy-nilly in combat. You have to have 3 BP and then 30 MP to use it. So you have to save up BP or uh, I've got a strategy, you know, where I use the merchant to give BP to the character I want to use the uh, thing on early or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, or throw it to the dancer to risk more death. Um, I I ran into a random ability, didn't know it was a thing because I've only seen this once, but it actually brought all my characters down to one health. Um, oh, whoa. I was very fortunate because I had done the trick to where I basically get eight random effects at once um, in one turn mm-hmm. by combining some ultimates and stuff. Uh, and that happened like third from last, and then the last one actually killed the enemy. Uh, so I was like, okay, that could have been really, really bad. Um, but it's an interesting ability to have in there, you know, all these different effects. I'm sure I haven't seen them all, you know, at this point I'm still being surprised by things like the, uh, near insta death. Uh, there's one that happens a lot where it debuffs your entire party, uh, offensively and defensively. Um, Mm -hmm. there's one that silences your entire party, which really sucks. I had one that. Uh, I did the series of, you know, effects. I think it was, it was either a four at once or eight at once again. And I had one that actually f- fully filled HP, fully filled MP, and fully filled BP for every character. That was really awesome. And then immediately lost all the BP by another effect. I was like, thanks, game. I really appreciate you showing me that that was possible and then taking it away <laughs> from me. Uh Man, that, that was like, okay, fair enough. That I mean, that's what you get. You you risk that when you're doing all these at once. Uh, you're saving yeah. on MP. You're saving it on turns. You're doing it all at once uh, instead of going through the cycle, defend, 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 you know, all right, defend, defend, defend. I hate doing that. But being able to just save yeah. up, do it all at once in one turn, pretty early on into the fight if I need to. Uh, most of the time I, I've earned those BP naturally and stuff just by – taking care of the enemies to where there's like one left or something 
or they're yeah. one shot away if it's only one or two, um, and then doing this. But then, you know, they fully heal the enemy or something, and it's like, okay, well, yep, I deserve that. Um, I'm still enjoying it. Um, the storylines, you know, complaints aside about how they did with the characters, they're, for the most part, uh, at least somewhat interesting for all of them. Uh, there are a couple that I'm really curious to see how they play out. Um, but I'm still mostly curious about how does this get all tied together? You know, what's yeah. the overarching yeah. story? I've got 40 or 50 hours in the game now. When am I going to see these characters actually in the same story? Not just as mm-hmm. a, you know, after the cutscene thing. So still playing it. Um, I stopped last night on, like I said, the first, uh, chapter four fight I was doing. I got to the boss of that story and, uh, died twice. And I was like, all right, I'm calling it a night there because I haven't died <laughs> to a single boss yet. Uh, and this one kicked my butt twice and I'm over leveled. So I'm like, wow. okay, I need to, I need to take a step back, think about this, figure out what I'm doing wrong. You know, what can I do better? Uh, and go at it again. Um, so after stepping away from that, um, I don't know if you heard about it. Another little piece of news I didn't want to talk about earlier since it ties in what I played. Uh, but did you hear about the No Man's Sky next patch? Um, uh, I've, I do know that there's another No Man's Sky patch coming out. And that's it's been a talk amongst many many folks because you know people are still like, "What? No Man's Sky is still a thing? Yeah, like, people still care about that." And uh, one of our topics coming up very soon, it was going to be a great discussion about this. Yep, and I still plan but to talk yes. about that. But yeah. uh, so next is the title of this patch, and it is a massive reworking of a lot of systems. Um, the game got a graphical overhaul. They overhauled a lot of the systems, and one of the biggest things they added in was true multiplayer. Um, so you can have you and a group of people can play in the same game. Um, it's more, I don't think, so I'm not fully up to speed on uh, No Man's Sky uh, for the past updates. I know one of the previous updates did it to where you could randomly run across another real person. Um, it wasn't true multiplayer. You couldn't like hang out and do things forever. Uh, mm-hmm. don't know exactly how we're going if they just like disappeared out to a bit, even if they're in the area or what. But this one is actually, you have, um, now I don't know if you have like a party screen or a group screen or anything like that, but you can, uh, join other people. You can leave your game open for, I guess, random people to join. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched about an hour of a group playing yesterday uh, together. And they didn't make it past the, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, tutorial type section. So I don't know how much it actually opens up. <coughs> but uh, yeah, so that's something that people, you know, expected from the start was you go around and the odds are so low of you running into another person. But when you do... That's, you know, an experience. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was expected that people wouldn't actually run into each other. And there was an article where these two people realized they were in the same area 
met up, stood on the same spot, didn't see each other. Um, So that was a huge letdown. But now you can actually play with your friends and stuff. Uh, I think it all it basically starts you on the same planet all together um, and you can work together however you want to proceed from there. Yeah. Um, they added a, a systems of uh, you have a freighter you can get and a uh, essentially a fleet with the freighter as your capital ship and frigates to uh, basically defend you, go along with you, what have you. Um, not sure what all they do yet, but that's the new system, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, the the planets kind of got an overhaul. Uh, there's more wildlife. They look better. They're more natural, you know, not just this bland, uh, just basically flat thing. Uh, yeah. You have smaller uh, plants and animals and stuff and more animals, more, uh, I don't want to say realistic animals, but <laughs> more believable animals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it was kind of, I, I heard, uh, people talking about how it was very odd. Some things you could run into, um, like they didn't make sense in any sort of, you know, scientific way. Um, mm-hmm. some of the things that, I mean, I've run into stuff so far that's been interesting, uh, but I did start playing it because I bought it when it first came out, um, <laughs> which, you know, I've talked about this before. I didn't buy it day one. I actually bought it, you know, like a month afterwards. I was like, you know, I'm going to play for myself. Still paid the 60 bucks, you know, I was like, and I played, I believe it was 30 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, they were right. Um, and then last year I played it some more because of uh, the patches they put out. I didn't make it very far because inventory space was brutal. Um, And I could not deal with it. There was like no clear way of uh, getting more space. Um, Buying ships and stuff to upgrade were just astronomical uh, prices. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm I'm basically stuck. And I spent, I want to say an hour uh and i was like all right i guess i guess it's not for me um yeah even still after all the updates um but this one i started playing and there is actually more of a quest system in it there is a it's either brand new or reworked version of the original uh main story mission you can do and that's kind Mm -hmm. of what gives you your tutorial for the first bit um and that, that's cool to have these, you know, actual objectives that walks you through getting some of your tools, which you have to do and lock them. Uh, downside of this tutorial thing is it seems to actually lock you out of some stuff. Uh, basically, so you can't bypass the tutorial um, or jump ahead and maybe screw the tutorial up or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't. I think I have like two more steps before I'm actually out of t- the tutorial part and I'm just on the mission. I have the mission as a thing to do. Um but the biggest thing I'm looking forward to on here is getting the freighter. Um, I was watching uh, Co Carnage play on Twitch, and he got the freighter uh, actually this morning. And seeing that, I was like, okay, that has a bunch of inventory space. 
Um, <laughs> uh, see, I, th- it finally comes around because I kept wondering. I was like, why would you be emphasis? Why would you emphasize a freighter, man? But now, but the understanding now that apparently there was a huge inventory issue with that game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You want that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know how much it helps, um, but it is like a whole nother. So I think the freighter that Ko got was like 17 slots, which is a fair amount um, in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest thing is no, despite the number of slots they have, uh, in your inventory, your basically your backpack, you can hold stacks to up to uh, for resources two hundred fifty uh, for uh, equipment and stuff. They are uh, crafted materials. They go up to five, you know, because they're actually big chunks of things or big you know things, uh, machines and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. or even one in some cases. Uh, but when you go to your ship, just the one you start out with. I think you can stack up to 500 in a slot. So, okay, you're kind of doubling your holding space. Uh, but then when you go to the freighter, if I'm not mistaken, you can hold up to a thousand of a resource in a slot. So you're kind okay. of doubling each time you go. So one slot on the freighter is essentially four spaces in your backpack. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is really good. Um, so uh, on top of that being there, they've added in where... At every space station, which there's at least one per uh, solar system, I think, um, at least so far what I've seen. And each one of those lets you buy an inventory slot, and they don't start out ridiculously priced. Um, I can probably currently afford the next 20 upgrades. I don't know how many there are, but yeah, if there were 20, I could probably afford them, unless the scale you know, curves more. But mm-hmm. the first one's 5,000 credits. Okay, I'm sitting on four hundred thousand. Sure, give me the upgrade. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that is a constant way to upgrade your inventory space as you progress through um, the freighter. I don't know if you can have multiple freighters. I think you just have one. I don't think the frigates give you any more inventory space, but I imagine better uh, freighters give you more inventory space. That's the way ships work. That's why everything works, you know. Yeah. Um. I'm still using the base ship on my game. I haven't gotten to the freighter yet. Like I said, I think I'm two around two missions off from getting one. Uh, I don't know if it's guaranteed, but it seems like you get the first one for free, which is really good. Uh, you just have a, you know, basically a reward for a quest you do mm-hmm. or for the main mission tutorial thing. I don't know if it's actually part of the tutorial or just happens to be a side quest in that area, uh, which there are a lot of tutorial like side quests in this first little area. Um, but it's, it's surprisingly okay. Um, I think before I give, you know, final judgment on it, I have to get past the tutorial and actually move out and see what else there is to see. Uh, right. Cause there's all these right. missions and side quests and stuff you can do now. Uh, there's a lot more to explore as far as, you know, not, not more size wise. Cause it's still the same universe if you will. Uh, but there's more on planets to explore. There's more, you know, to deal with in that aspect. Uh, so overall, it's a much better game than it was when it started out. Um, it actually feels, you know, like a finished game. Uh, yeah. And right now, it's basically half off everywhere. Uh, even less than half nice. off some places. Uh, I know Steam, I think it has it for 30 bucks right now. 
And I'd say it's worth a 30 bucks. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's probably still not worth 60, but 30 bucks, yeah, probably. Especially if you like sandbox games. Um, for people that don't like sandbox games, probably still not, uh, uh, you know, big buy for them. Um, one of the other features I just thought about as I was thinking about the money and stuff, uh, there are bases in the game you can build now. There's actually a base building system, uh, which I'm really interested to do, uh, against I mean, kind of tutorial. I just built a small base that wanted me to do for the tutorial, um, because I was also on Garbage Planet, so I don't want to, you know, build a base on a planet I can't go outside on because there's, you know, firestorms or ice storms. All uh, right. So that's kind of a fun thing to look forward to. What I'm really hoping that I don't think is in there is I was hoping bases would have some sort of storage to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, build crates or something else. I'm really hoping that's in there. Um, if it's not, that's going to be a pretty big disappointment. Because it, I don't really see a whole lot of purpose to bases, you know? Um, yeah. There is a feature that lets you literally teleport from your base to space stations you've been to. Uh, or maybe the closest space station, but to all your bases, which is a pretty big, uh, you know, boost to the fast travel capabilities in the game. Uh, which I can't unlock yet. I'm guessing at the tutorial. Because um, I built a little port up my small base I built just to see what things did. Um, but I can't use it yet. So kind of disappointing, but like I said, they seem to lock down a lot of stuff to force you through the, the tutorial. Um, yeah, which I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, if you don't get distracted, it's not that long to go through it, but that's if you don't get distracted, which in a game like this, that's going to happen all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My objective is to go mine copper. Oh, Hey, what are these ruins? Oh, hey, what's over there? Man, my inventory is full. I need to go sell stuff. Oh, hey, while well, I'm on the space station selling stuff, I need to talk to all these NPCs. Oh, these NPCs have stuff for me to do. Yeah. It's one of those. <laughs> um, so it's hard to stay on track, which I, at first I was pushing through it pretty fast, and then I got to today, and I was like, I need to push through, and I'm like, ah, this planet sucks. You know, it doesn't have anything I need, so I need to go to another planet. And I was like, oh, wait. Uh, I need to do this stuff and yeah, it, uh, today really for me, it was rough because I was trying to inventory management because I know materials I need like in the next two hours of play. So I don't want to get rid of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't have the inventory space to hold it. So it's like, okay, well I have, I guess I'm gonna have to refarm stuff. So I'm like, okay, what can I use it for now to not completely waste it? Um, cause it sucks. Uh, co actually did this today. He sold his cobalt. It sells decently and it's used for pretty much nothing early on. And his very next quest was make this. And it's like, Oh, one of the ingredients is cobalt. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's why, you know, that game is such a big hoarding game, but you don't have the inventory space to hoard, you know? Mm. So it's really brutal in that aspect. Uh, but at least selling it, you get money for it. So you can, you know, buy other stuff you need, or you could even technically buy it back at a little bit higher price, but, Oh, man. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to do that. No. Come on. Nope. Um, yeah, so No Man's Sky updates pretty good. There was an issue. Uh, they actually put out a patch today because people's saves were getting corrupted, uh, like, fairly frequently. Um, That's not good. Nope. But fortunately, like I said, they put a patch out today. 
Um, the issues were, you know, really discovered yesterday. So it's really mm-hmm. good turnaround time on getting it fixed. Um, and I think it was pretty specific conditions for getting the save glitch. Um, and it would actually, what it would do is it would crash your game as you went to load the save. And then that would corrupt your save. Mm. Um, and that crash was caused by X and Y, you know. I didn't run into it when I played. Um, I also didn't play multiplayer, which is one of the things that people are saying caused the issues. I actually disabled the network uh, part of the game so that I wouldn't have to worry about someone randomly joining me because um, I don't even know how that works. So I didn't mm. want to risk it. I want to get to the tutorial, figure this stuff out, and then I'll, you know, open stuff up or maybe look for people to play with because um, I'm not sure how it works when... I'm trying to think if you have... If you have a save, you know, how does that affect, can people just come in and go once you start a save with these people? Because you can start saving immediately from the start, you know, like I said, pick who you start with. You know, how does it all work? I don't know. Um, kind of curious how all of that works with the saves and whatnot. You know, if there's any flags on it or stuff besides literally what you see from the other players. Like Ko is playing today. And he picked up from the multiplayer save they did yesterday because he was playing in the first time he started, he was playing in survival, which limits your resources and, you know, makes it a little harsher. Uh, but the multiplayer game they started was on normal. Uh, and he picked up that normal run because survival was just ridiculous, especially for like a first playthrough. Um, this isn't a game where survival is fun, uh, yeah. or as fun. Uh, and there's a, also a permadeath mode which is survival plus permadeath. <laughs> so it's pretty brutal. And there's a, there's an achievement for getting to the center of the galaxy on uh, permadeath. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, but he played, so he played it on multiplayer on normal and then played today, single player on normal. Um, and he could still see the building from one of the people he was playing with. It's like eternally marked, in his game on that planet, you know, wow. that this is this person's base. Uh, don't know if that's because it's the same planet, you know, and that's kind of the way it works. You claim a planet, everybody sees that you claimed it and whatnot, um, or you build your base. I don't know if that's just because they were playing together or that's just how the game works. You know, you see stuff from other yeah. players consistently, yeah. as long as it's uploaded. Um, I think you can choose, like, not to upload your base and nobody else will ever see it. Uh, but they did that because they were, you know, seeing each other's stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really curious about the multiplayer network aspect to it, but haven't done that yet. Which is what apparently a lot of people are. I mean, that's 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 been the big selling point for this patch period. Aside from, hey guys, we're sorry, we're making it better. The multiplayer thing is just something that everybody's piling on right now. Yeah. Uh, f- for a couple reasons, I guess. I guess on the on the low end, just because this game was supposed to be so big and so open world and so open ended that having a universal a universal theme. Yeah, of course, multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can we do in this universe? But also that apparently the, whether it's hype or not, we'll find out. But apparently the multiplayer aspect in general of this game is just being hyped up. It's just something that's really fun, really engaging, lots of shit to do, lots of, sh- lot of new cool additions. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. Yeah. I think if you have a group that is actually sitting, you know, specifically, working together to accomplish something. I think the inventory management becomes easier because then you can, you know, 
one person holds this, you know, MMO style hoarding where you, right, you know, assign right. roles. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure how much stuff there is that, you know, utilizes a group. I think it's just everybody's doing their own thing at the same time, kind of. And that's, yeah. that is what it is. You know, it's not great, but it's not unusual. I mean, that's aside from once you get into, you know, like raids and stuff, MMOs are often, all right, this is benefiting me. You know, I'm doing this to complete my quest. You know, we just all happen to have the same one. Um, but I don't think there's anything that requires a group, you know. Um, but I put uh, four hours into it so far in the last couple of days, which is more than I played, you know, up to this point combined. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to give it a fair shake. Um, and I, I think there are some key features I want to get to before I, you know, really make a full determination on you know how good the game is now overall have you uh have you had any interest in playing it i gotta say man uh the the redemption story of this game as a whole has had me remotely interested just just to get my own it's kind of becoming a uh it's kind of becoming like a science project Almost, you know, like I want to, I want to see for my own sake if this is bad or good. Uh, I don't think I'm going to know the true story of if it's, of how, I'm never going to, unless I play like an initial release or like the first patch release, whatever, I'm not going to have physical hands on knowledge of how bad it was. I've just heard from way, 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 way too many people that it was either, it was a mix between horrible and just a flat out disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game becoming better, and there's 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 so much that's being added to it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, is is it's making me interested. Uh, I can tell you now, just the the initial trailer that I first saw of this game, the initial announcements, uh, all that hype completely went over my head. And this is all discussion we're gonna have on our actual hype topic, but. Uh, I wasn't like Star Citizen has me fairly enthralled, has me very interested because of the scope and scale that that game is trying to be, mm-hmm. and the fact that they keep continuously adding to it and adding to it. And I know Adam, I think Adam said that they they finally stopped that, which is good. There, there's going to come a point where you have to tell a game to stop. We can't add no more. We just got to release something. But the the big draw for star citizen as an as a just a comparison is that they had this great expansive universe idea and they kept adding stuff to it and adding to it and adding to it and just making this intricately detailed expansive huge like universal simulation uh exploration combat what have you game when I see trailers for No Man's Sky, it's more like I see a ship flying through space, I see it landing, I see a guy getting out, punching rocks, and then I see him get back in his spaceship and fly around some more. That doesn't appeal to me really too mm-hmm. much. The fact that every world was supposed to be different and you would come across different uh, alien races and uh, different alien types and the plant life and the worlds have different atmospheres and all that, that kind of makes me a little bit more interested. But again, not not too, A, I want to drop money on it. Uh, 
and even with all the new additions so so after all that being said then the game got released and it was like yeah this is garbage that made my opinion go way downhill and now it's more like a redemption story mm-hmm. so i mean if if i had to label my interest level for this game it would be just it would be a science project it would be just for me to get in and just play it and see if i like it see if i can butt up my uh my actual playing against opinions of others of you know what it's become but you know like a bloodborne sequel this is not you know <laughs> a a a a new uh god of war 2 this is not this is not something i'm extremely looking forward to and i can't wait to play yeah. it. it's more like yeah if i had it yeah I'd play it yeah i um and i think the final thing i'll mention because i probably should have started with this uh to talk about it a little bit all these patches this is not a dlc this is literally an update to the base game rewriting you know core code um yep. and it's all free yep so if you own Which, the game of again, course Again, giving all the shit that it went through, that's... I'm not going to say it's to be expected because it's not something you should ever expect a company to do, but it's completely like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This game was released as it was and nobody cared for it, but you're taking the feed... You're taking the progression of the game and the feedback of your community seriously and you're going, hey guys, here is a huge fucking I'm sorry. Uh, have fun, please. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want to blurb too much more on it again. I've got, I've got a lot, maybe not lots, but I've got my thoughts about it. We actually have a topic <laughs> coming up in the future uh, about hyped, uh, hype for bad games. And I'll have, I'll, I'll, th- obviously, this is one of the games we were going to talk about at one point or another. And, uh, I've got more stuff to say about No Man's Sky. I'll, I'll let it all in. Yep. I'll let it all out then. Uh, what else were you weak? That's it. That, um, that's taking a lot of my time. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. Where do I, where do I want to begin? Where do I want to begin? Uh, I, I, I'll, I gotta tell you and the audience as well. And it's so funny because time makes this not a fucking point anyway, but it was genuinely difficult for me to come off my personal life today and jump on here and to record. Do not misunderstand Chris or audience. I love recording this episode, these episodes. I love this podcast. This is a very fun, no money gained hobby of mine. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to keep fucking stressing that forever. But uh, when I got home, the end of one... There, so I've got a playlist playing and the end of a video had stopped. Or had the end of a video had happened and the start of a new one had... Uh, this was a playlist that was playing all of the uh, games done quick for SGDQ yeah. uh, 2018. Uh, the last game that finished was Undertale, which was pretty cool. The, <laughs> the new video that started up, as I got home and pressed the pause button, uh, I'm going about my house to get my laundry done, starting some food, and then I hear a Super Mario Maker 3v3 blind level <laughs> race. And I said, "Oh, come on, SGDQ, come on the, the the, come on playlist. You couldn't like do this later. Why you got to do this now?" For those of you that don't know, that haven't, if this is like your first or second, or you just happen to have not heard our previous episodes about uh, GDQ, it is definitely something you should check out. 
I love promoting this this uh, this function. Uh, it's called Games Done Quick. You can just Google Games Done Quick, and that'll take you to their website. This is where speed runners from across the globe come together. Well, use across the states, but mainly, you know, it's it's it's, it's world renowned. They had there was some. Uh, I think there was there was like a Swedish gentleman, uh, Spanish gentleman, some Canadians are in there. But either way, speedrunners, people who go through a video game incredibly fast. Like if you can beat Super Mario Brothers one in twenty minutes, they can do it in like five. Just making aware that's how they do. They just go through games incredibly fast. Sometimes using hacks and glitches and exploits to make it happen. Other times they're just really fucking good, really fucking fast at this game. They get together and they uh they play games on stage for uh a charity. I think the main one is uh Les Enfer. Uh Doctors Without Borders is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh it's also cancer research to do for uh they 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 generate lots of money. They do this every year. They have I know two main ones they do everywhere is every year is GDQ and SGDQ. Yeah. Uh advanced games done quick and then summer games done quick. Awesome uh, games all done the proceeds. Quick. Yeah, yeah. All the proceeds go to charity. Uh, there are incentive runs that you can donate for during the runs. Uh, like if you want to, if you want to have somebody, uh, beat a game in one life as an example, or, uh, if there's like a secret boss that's not part of the main story, but you want them to play, you, you want them to beat that boss anyway, you can donate for stuff like that. Uh, they have commentators with uh, behind them on a couch that will talk over the gameplay. They will explain stuff that's going on in the game. They'll make humorous banter, blah, blah, blah. You can hear people getting uh, donation announcements read during the play. Just all around, this is, if, if you're into gaming at all, this is definitely something f- at the basis level, just for the charity of it, you should check out. Just check out GDQ, Games Done Quick, and get involved. Involved. They've been doing this for several years now. They raise they raise a couple million almost every single time, and there are countless YouTube videos now. Given the fact that it's twice a year, plus there are other speed running videos across other campaign or other uh, other events. Speed running as a whole is a huge mm-hmm. uh, huge scene and a huge uh, thing all in of itself. So, uh, for those of you that don't know me specifically, the uh, Super Mario Maker uh, races. The this is like the most. This is the this is my thing. This is my fucking Super Bowl. This is the most important thing that I watch these for because it is awesome. Uh, just to explain to our lovely audience what this is, Super Mario Maker is a game for the Wii U. I think it was also for the 3DS. I, there may even be a Switch version either out or coming out. I think it's already out. Either way, the idea is like, it's almost like Mario Paint. It's basically you get to create levels in Super Mario World. You get to take different, you can get to take various backgrounds, styles, and themes from Super Mario World, from Super Mario games. You get to take uh, Mario Brothers sprites, enemy sprites, background objects, you know, the, the, the bricks, the one-up blocks uh stars clouds all this you get to basically take these and stamp them all over the all over and make custom mario levels the super mario maker blind level relay race is 
they'll have two people sitting side by side playing on two different screens. They, somebody has made a level in this game that these racers have never played on before. They are complete. That's the blind part of it. They don't know what type of level they're getting into. Uh, and even again, Super Mario Maker as a whole, that is a whole other, uh, genre of stuff you can get into as well because that's another big community where people get mm-hmm. together and just make these and ins- they'll make some gimmicky levels some fun levels but they'll also there it's pinch for people making insanely hard platforming levels so these very talented speedrunners usually these speedrunners of this of this race are people who have ran multiple either one or multiple mario games anyway and they're incredibly fast incredibly talented when it comes to Mario or platforming games, period. So they're very talented. They're very skilled at, at, at playing these type of games. So they sit down side by side and somebody presents them with a level that here, here we go. Here's a level one, whatever. And they have to race to get through this level. So the challenge is playing these super incredibly hard levels that they've never been through before blind with no, with no knowledge of how the level is going to be set up. The minute they die, uh, this, this one is a 3v3 race. So they'll, so they each have two other partners with them. There's three people on one side, three people on the other. When one person on that team dies, they have to immediately get up, give the controller to the next person. The next person sits down and then they have to work through mm-hmm. it. Uh, there is, I mean, they, they can watch the gameplay as it's being done. They can communicate with each other like, Hey, you know, about 20 seconds in, there's going to be this, there's going to be this block, make sure you hit it. Or, you know, they will see that a ghost will appear out of nowhere at this part of the match. So they, they can look forward. Uh, and the idea is whatever, whatever team makes it to the end of the, end of the, end of the, uh, the level they get a point or something like that and it'll move on to the next level and they play level after level after level and the one who has the most victories wins this is a basic broad summary of this one there have been past uh super mario maker relay races and they they all have different they they have some varying different rules but that's generally the idea you're trying to get a team through an incredibly hard platforming level uh, as quickly as you can first and I love it. It's yeah. it's so awesome. The commentators are there to hype you up. There, you can see that they're they are trying their best to make it through these. And the 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 closer and closer they get to the end of those levels, the closer they get to that exit, it get, it gets more intense, and I get more excited. Ah, oh, I love it. This is this is probably this is probably the most entertaining thing that I look forward to at any of these GDQs. Uh, and some and Mario Maker is fairly new. I think the game is only two or three years old, something like that. So other GDQs in the past have had other types of races. There are other races in this one, too. Usually they all have some kind of race. They'll be like a Super Metroid race or, you know, a Mega Man X race, so on and so forth. So the races are also there. There are other types of uh, incentive uh, style games that are put into play, like uh, playing a game with one hand or... Uh, one game being played with one standard controller, but two people controlling that one controller. So one person handles the buttons, one person handles the the D pad or whatever stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm looking. I have the other screen paused <laughs> on the other screen as I'm recording this. They're only they're I'm only about seven minutes into this video, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. Yeah, I actually caught that one live this year. Uh. Oh, I missed it last time, but this time I was like, oh, it's on the schedule. And I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good time. And 
working from home now, I was like, all right, I pretty much won't miss it unless it's in the middle of the night, which they wouldn't do for something like that. Uh, yeah. It was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I would I would definitely say, in my opinion, for those wanting to get into the GDQ scene at all, if anything that I've said have sounded as fairly interesting to you, uh, you can check out uh, check out the Super Mario Maker races. You can just go to YouTube and type that in GDQ Mario Maker race, whatever. It, you, you'll find there's probably about four or five of these total by now, mm-hmm. and they are awesome. Uh, that that will probably lead you down a hole of other games. Uh, there, there are so many different varying games that are played, and I think this year particularly they've been they've been adding more and more like indie type games, uh, games you haven't heard of. Like you're gonna see Mario three. You're going to see Mega Man X, but there's also some random Steam games that I've never fucking heard of, but they're yeah. being speed ran. So uh, almost every game that's ran has its own community and its own speed running community around it. So you will probably fall down a rabbit hole of checking these out. Yeah, and this year, um, on top of the HGDQ and SGDQ, they're actually doing a uh, Twitch done quick or something like that, a TwitchCon. Um, oh, wow. I'm not sure how long it is. I think it's like 48 hours or so. Um, mm-hmm. Don't the details behind it. Just saw an announcement, essentially. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested at all in GDQ, again, check it out. Uh, I, I would like you to either pause or fast forward past this next part because I'm going to have a, a little little powwow with Chris about some negativity <laughs> about GDQ. All right. Uh it's slight it's slight negativity this is nothing i'm still gonna i love the fuck out of gdq i'm gonna keep watching it every year this is i love it i will say that i have some different videos that i have like skipped over because i don't know the game and i don't care and i've skipped over a couple where the couch or the commentator i mean the the player was just boring as all fuck but you know in in their defense they're not always there to be the the not everybody can be a fucking show star you know some people are just there like look i just I'm running this game in four minutes flat. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a talker. But I've noticed uh, some things that I'm kind of getting tired of seeing. I'm definitely getting tired of seeing. Uh, this isn't anybody but the audience. But I'm tired of see. I'm tired of hearing like the the screamers. I'm tired of hearing the people that are like that holler out something like they're trying to get attention in the middle of a speed run. I don't know. It's just a personal thing. It bugs me. Uh. It's. I'm also getting tired from the runners. I'm getting tired of seeing. I've seen it probably about eight or nine times this year alone, and there's probably more. I just lost count of. Oh man, I died. Man, that sucks. Dang, I really. I should have caught that jump. Oh, by the way, I was just lying. That was really a planned death. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, man. Okay, every every third runner is doing this now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Nobody's falling for it anymore. There were a couple that were kind of persuasive. A couple that kind of was like, I was like, oh man, that's going to suck. You really got to lose four minutes. And it, no, it wasn't. But yeah. <laughs> uh, there are just, there are just a couple things here and there where it's like, man, come on, you guys. Is everybody going to do this? Is everybody going to keep doing the same thing? Now it's just a couple of them. But I feel like I could look at the playlist now and see, but I feel like I'm getting toward the end, like the last five or 10. Uh, five or ten videos of the whole SGDQ 2018, and I yeah been pretty fun. Uh, I will say this, man. Uh, 
How much how much of SGDQ this year did you watch? Have you watched all of them? Uh, I I watched what I watched live. I don't go back and watch anything. Um, oh, okay. Typically, okay. unless there's a run I really wanted to see, which I don't think there were any this year. I didn't see that. I didn't. I really cared to watch. Um, but I watched quite a bit of it. You know, that's what I pretty much did during the day while I was working and stuff. I just had it on watching yeah. it. Did you did you by chance catch the Super Mario Brothers three race? Oh yeah. Oh man. I felt so bad for that guy and he was genuinely up. So for the audience, uh, I mean, I guess spoiler, uh, it's going to be kind of impactful if you watch it when it happens. So spoiler warning for SGDQ 2018 Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 3 race. But so this, these two runners are racing side by side and I, I, I gathered this over hearing them talk and especially after the incident happened because he kept talking about, uh, who he was, and apparently the guy on the right really looked up to the guy on the left. Like the guy on the left was like a super accomplished Super Mario Brothers three speed runner, and the guy on the right was kind of coming up in the scene. Like he was, he was really good as well, but he wasn't that level. He was basically having like a mentor. He was racing his mentor, so to speak. Uh, that's a level that he put him at, and apparently this must have been like five or six worlds into Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. He like kicked the other guy's Nintendo accidentally or something and caused his game to like freeze and it fucked his race completely. Like he was out of the race and the dude that actually did the moving or the kicking or the pushing or whatever. I mean, he was devastated. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that. Uh, so I actually caught this partway through, uh, live, but I believe at the beginning, uh, he had the console actually got bumped by the other guy. Uh, Grand Pooh Bear is the one that did the bumping. I don't remember the other yeah, guy's yeah. name. Uh, yeah. But uh, he nudged the console early on and uh, caused a soft lock. But then the uh, the other guy essentially caught up. Uh, I think they let him do a warp to, you know, get about the mm-hmm. same area. And then they were near the end of the game, uh, like mm-hmm. Last World or whatever. And yeah. then. Uh, Pooh Bear missed the jump, died, dropped his controller, you know, uh, because of in that controller dropping, hitting the ground or something, or his feet hitting the ground at the same time, whatever, jarred the console enough to soft lock the other guy. Um, yeah. I don't think he actually, he didn't actually make contact with it that time. So, well, I thought I th- I was talking about both of them because I thought both times it was his fault because he kept it, apologizing it was. for both it was. of them. But the yeah. first time was like actually bumping the console, and the second time yeah. was just jarring the floor enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, he caused both of them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that first time it happened, just watching him. At at first, I didn't understand what was going on. I I was kind of trying to figure out why, like, because he just like stopped completely took his hat off and he was like dude uh-uh man because then you're not gonna have this item and you need this item and this item and and he's like no nah, man i'm gonna go i'll catch up to you and, and yeah they he caught a warp and it it took a few minutes but he got right back up to work. so the guy on the right 
uh, uh, Pooh Bear had had stayed still. He was on the world map and he just stayed still till they caught up. You know, they were clapping and cheering him on like, yay, good sportsmanship. There were donations coming in going, hey, man, it's okay. Good sportsmanship. Y'all let them catch up. And yeah, they continued the race and went on and went forward. And they had to change their, they had to change their routes a little bit and change how they were going through the worlds because again, the guy on the left was missing items and whatnot that were crucial to what they were doing. And then yeah, they got to the end and right before I think Pooh Bear had he was either at the end or had already beat it. No, he had died on his way there yeah. and was like, oh no, and dropped the controller and then boom, fuck the other guy's console again. And it was just, man, I felt it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt him being like, dude, I am so sorry. He kept he was telling the audience too, he was like, Y'all don't understand, man. Like I look up to this guy. It's 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 like an honor to get to race him and I've I've fucked his run up and I feel so bad. And the other guy was like, nah, man, no, nah, man. Even after the second time, he was like, Nah, I'll catch up, I'll catch up. He did stand up and like, what the fuck? <laughs> he did stand up and have that look like, come on, but they they were both really cool about it and uh and they went on. It was it was a moment that only like genuine fucking nerds can can grasp like (laughs) so many emotions going on in this in this video game race you know but it was it Mm -hmm. was crucial i felt bad for the i I felt bad for the guy that had to go and catch back up i felt three times as bad for the guy that caused it because you could tell he was like i'm so sorry i'm so so sorry he's like oh man it's all good it's all good yeah uh, but yeah, I'm making my way toward the latter, pretty much the ending videos of this. Um, I kind of had, I, I seen it when I was making the playlist period, but I see that Final Fantasy VI is one of the longer ones that's played through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, all in all, I'm still entertained this year. There's about, probably about 10 or 15 total videos that I just flat out didn't watch because I just didn't care about the game being played, but... I got my services in. I got yeah. my Mega Man's in. There was some Sonic's in. There was some good stuff in. Yeah, I mentioned this before, but this year just there wasn't a whole lot I really cared to watch. I had it on as background noise, but yeah, if I saw something else I want to watch, you know, if there's a Jeep Hunter video out, I'd go watch it and then come back to it, or you know, someone else is streaming and I wanted to watch them and said I'd go do that. Uh, yeah, it just a lot of the same games, and some of them are cool to watch, you know, multiple times, but for the most part. Once you've seen it a few times, it's not as interesting. Um, yeah, especially the shorter ones. So, um, yeah, this is this is really the gist of the negativity that I was bringing up at all. Is that, that, that I, I don't dislike GDQ at all. I have nothing. I really don't have much bad to say about it. If anything bad is more like nitpicky. This is still an event for me yearly now. Every time it comes around, but. Yeah, that 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 is that therein lies the really the negative part about it is that it's cool to see, you know, an example. Uh, Super Metroid ran at a at a at a crazy time, uh, but once you see that again and again and again, it, there, there's got to be some variance in it. Usually, the variances for me are different percentages. Like any percent yeah. usually means they go through the game in stupid, stupid, incredibly fast. No, they don't. They don't stop for anything. They're from point A to point B as quickly as they can. Uh, but hundred percent means they'll go through the game and get everything. I prefer hundred percent a little more because it just there's just more stuff to see, more stuff to do. Adds more, more, more runtime for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also different ways that you can play. There's glitched or glitchless. I prefer glitchless. Uh, I made a case for this uh, online. I was having a debate with somebody earlier this year about 
what I prefer, what, what I think makes a good speed run period. And I, 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 I say it almost comes down to a case by case basis, but when I watch GDQ and I see somebody play Super Metroid 100% glitchless, I like that. I like seeing somebody go all the way through the game without, you know, standing by a door and crouching 50 times and putting a missile down and, oh, oh I'm in front of Kraid, you know. I skipped 30% of the game because fuck you, you know. It's cool. It's awesome that people found that, and it's it's a it's a cool little gimmick, but to me, that just takes away so much of the game. Like, I want to see you go through these areas. I want to see how... I want to see you expertly dodge enemy fire and, mm-hmm. you know, find, pre- you know, precisely shoot enemies down and get the exact weapon as quickly as you can before you need it. Uh the biggest extreme for these examples, uh, I'd say on the glitch side, is uh, a, I want to say it's a game over or credits credits glitch. Uh, Super Mario World, there was a video sometime last year or maybe a year before. I, I saw this shit on Facebook before anywhere else. <laughs> Something about a guy beats Super Mario World in like, like seven minutes or some shit. I was like, meh. What the hell? How can eh, I don't, I'm not buying that. Even at any percentage run, I mean, there's a lot of levels to go mm-hmm. through to streamline. And then when I watched the video, yeah, he big air quotes beat the game in seven something or nine minutes, whatever the fuck it was, some crazy time. The way he did it was it's so hard to fucking explain this verbally, but he positions Mario and Yoshi and different items and different enemies at d- different ways in the early levels of the game. He'll like crouch at one spot. And when he goes to crouch, he'll pick up an item, kick an item, step on an enemy and then spin off. And he does his, these weird, precise pixel, perfect maneuvers that, and I quote, let him rewrite the code of the game in the game. So there's these crazy, weird series of actual Mario movements that he does that somehow fucks with the internal code of the game and lets him do all kind of weird shit. And he, in-game, writes code for him to skip all the way to the credits of the game. Now, for me, seeing that... And and the concept of it, that's cool. The concept and the gimmick of it, okay, that's sure. You that's some crazy shit. I don't know how people found that, but that's awesome to to think about. But that doesn't make a speed run to me. Like you, I didn't I didn't even get to say see the game. For me, the more that I get to see of a game speed run, that's what makes it better. Yeah, you tie that in with a race, even better. Because now I see somebody going without using glitches, without using gimmicks, without using hacks or whatever, and they're going, they are using their their human reflexes to go through these games incredibly fast. There are some glitches, I, you know, like I said, it's a case-by-case basis. I feel the less glitches that you use, the better. A few of them here and there, yeah, sure, but skipping entire large percentage chunks of a game that's not that's not really fun for me for me that's shit that i don't i don't get to see undertale this year was a was a a prime example of that it was awesome that this guy got to go through undertale and skip all these enemies basically and skip these big bosses and skip these big scenes but man like 
it's part of the part of the dream the draw of undertale are the unique battles and you skipped like half of them if not more that kind of sucks for me it's cool that you knew how to do it but eh, it is what it is so yeah i'm almost done with my gdq and then i'll be back to whatever youtube videos i'm watching uh speaking of videos uh slash movies some movies that i caught up on this past week uh watched a movie called uh brain on fire i didn't realize uh toward until pretty much the last five ten minutes of this movie this is based on a true story hmm. which made it which made it very cool but it also kind of dropped some of the like impact i guess you'd say uh mainly because there wasn't the the, the movie almost makes you feel like something supernatural is going on mm-hmm. but but it's not. It's just, it's a true story. Uh, it's basically about a girl, uh, a young lady who she starts having seizures. She starts having, uh, random, uh, mood swings. Uh, she's basically diagnosed as, uh, being psychotic, basically. And her parents are like, no, you guys need to give us a better answer. You need to dig into what's going on. And, the story progresses that way. Very, very, uh, very intriguing. It's definitely a, 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 a people storytelling kind of movie. And I, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Again, it's based off a true story. Apparently they give you some facts toward the, at the end of it as well, to show you how many people are, have been affected by stuff like this. It was pretty good. Uh, watched another movie called I killed giants. This was a very interesting movie. Uh, so apparently this movie was billed as like from the producers or directors or whatever of uh Harry Potter and you can see that there are some fantasy spots in this movie but this is more of a it's basically the story of a girl uh and it it totally leads you to believe all the shit that it's selling you it's basically selling you that this girl knows how she uses she uses like real life almost alchemy uh slash uh, magic and trinkets and whatnot to basically track giants that giants are real and she tracks and kills giants does a beautifully shot movie uh, definitely does a good job at making you think that giants are real and she, she the shit that she's going through is actually happening in this fictional world of course not in the real real world mm-hmm. um definitely uh starts to wrap up toward the th- uh three quarter mark of the movie and not, i wouldn't say a twist but more, everything starts to get explained and it definitely a, a tearjerker slash heart jerking movie uh, I would definitely recommend this for anybody that has uh, little girls. Uh, the fact that this is the 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 main star of this is a little girl. This is a female protagonist style fantasy kind of movie. Just uh, if you're gonna watch it with them, you're, you're probably gonna shed a, a, a tear or two. It's it's definitely it's 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 deeper than it, what it makes out to be. But. Again, if you're going in thinking this is going to be Harry Potter-esque, it's it's not. There are some fantasy scenes in it, and there's some fantasy stuff going on, but yeah, it's not it's not you know Ronald Weasley. It's, it's not that. Uh, Isle of Dogs. This is a Wes Anderson movie, and I watched this one because uh, for those of you in the world that have not watched. Um, 
oh man, I always forget this name. I can't believe I do that. It's it's the Hotel Wes Anderson. Don't fail me now. Hotel Budapest, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Good lord. Uh, if you have not checked out the movie The Grand Budapest Hotel. Do not let the weird random name scare you off. This is a awesome movie. It is a comedy, not really a rom-com, it's just rom-com drama. It's just a great movie. It's it's definitely a out of left field movie for me. It's not something that's in my wheelhouse to watch, but I did and I had such a great time watching that. Having said that, Wes Anderson has a particular style in most of the movies that he has made. They all kind of fit. He has his own flavor, I guess you'd say. And Isle of Dogs is the newest uh, movie in that flavor. I think he's had a couple. This is also like a claymation style movie. And there are a couple of other ones that are like this one as well. I've seen a couple other, a couple other Wes Anderson movies and I was like, eh. They were okay. Uh, nothing for me is going to top Grand Budapest, which, I mean, that is what it is. But I saw this one, and even when I saw the trailer for Isle of Dogs in the theaters, I was like, meh. It's not anything yeah. to do with the claymation at all. Like, I'm, I'll see a claymation movie. That That's not the that's not the downside. It's more like the movie itself is just a, eh. I don't really get what you're going for, period, but the movie didn't look that appealing. But I kept hearing more and more and more and more people uh, tell me that, that it was good. Like, yes, it's good. It's a good Wes Anderson movie. Check it out. Blah blah blah. I watched it. Uh, it was pretty good. It it was it didn't blow my socks off. And again, it's not gonna reach. I don't think any of his movies are gonna reach that Grand Budapest Hotel level for me. Not to say that they need to, but uh, you kind of you apparently you're supposed to know what you're going into whenever you go to a Wes Anderson movie, which now that I've seen like four of them, I do, I get, I get his storytelling mm-hmm. ways, but, uh, this wasn't like some sleeper hit of his for me. It was, it was okay. It was, it told a pretty good story. Uh, I'd say for anybody out there, it's worth a watch just to see if this is up your alley. It wasn't bad. Uh, I will say that it had, it, it had its charming moments, but yeah. Yeah, I was really curious. Uh, the, I saw the trailers in uh, theater. Yeah, the movie's about a uh, uh, brief synopsis. It's, uh, there's some kind of, of dog flu, snout flu or something like that that's uh, making dogs either die or go or go feral or 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 their or the disease is also spreading to humans and, and killing humans. I forget the fact that they are around and have this has become a problem. The president slash emperor or whatever makes a thing to where all dogs get shipped to this trash island basically they just get moved out of japan they get shipped to this other island secluded all to themselves and then a boy uh his dog i'm not gonna say whose but his dog i'm not gonna say who the boy is but the boy's dog gets shipped to the island he goes after it goes in search of it and that's about all i'll say about it uh, just for spoiler's sake, like I said, check it out for you to see if it's up your alley. Again, if you watch this one, and this is your first Wes Anderson movie. There, there is another one, another claymation. The Fox. I'd have to look up his. Uh, I'd have to go look up his his movies. Um, but 
apparently he has many movies. He has a few of these claymation style movies. I wouldn't say uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's the other one I've heard is pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say let this one decide you on Wes Anderson. Uh, definitely see Grand Budapest. That that's that's a must see. Again, that was for me. That was like, what is this weird titled movie? And then uh, it's it's up in my top probably 50 movie of all time it's really good uh i don't remember if i mentioned last week or not i did see the iron giant for the first time ever and no i don't think you did 36 years old i've finally seen this movie <laughs> uh this apparently for i guess people in their mid or like early 30s to late 20s this is like a very prominent childhood movie for them uh, I didn't see this in my childhood. I didn't see my teenage years. It was literally 36 before I saw this movie. Uh, so, at, yes, it is a good movie, but The Iron Giant for me is not this. It, it wasn't a, a tentpole, like, staple childhood movie of mine. Like, when I saw, even if now, if I saw Iron Giant for the first time in... Uh, uh, what was that video game movie just came out, Chris? I don't know what's wrong with my memory today. Ready, uh, Ready Player, Player One. One. Yeah. It, even if I was to see that for the first time today, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm giant. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of people like went batshit crazy when he got shown in that trailer. But <laughs> uh, Iron Giant, finally got to watch it. Pretty good. Uh, it, it didn't blow my socks off. It didn't ma- It didn't like shove any of my childhood memories out of the way and take its rightful place. It had its moments. It was a pretty good movie. Uh, yeah. It was probably a one-time watch for me, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for my, for my movies. Uh, on to... I'm trying to think of anything else not game-related. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there was, if there was, I just don't remember and it's not important. So video game shit, right? So last we left off in my world, uh, I had picked up and started playing after much hassle and much to do, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Mm -hmm. I'll say this again for those that didn't catch the episode or the one before it. I played this game because I have not played it in uh, close to two decades. I have played through this game in its entirety. I have beaten this game twice in my life. One time was actually close enough to doing 100%. I'm pretty sure I got like all the weapon upgrades. I beat the super secret hidden boss, which again, I want to say is Ozma, but I could be wrong. It might be Ultima Weapon or Ultima Weapon was nine. I don't remember. Who knows? Either way. I did everything on the second try, but I don't remember much about this game. I remember a few things here and there that are meme worthy. Like I remember the fact that uh, you you also play as three other separate characters and they're all like time linked. I remember the Ragnarok, the uh, airship that turns into a dragon. I remember this big super like plot dump twist at the end of the game. Uh, I just don't remember what it was all about. I don't remember the main story of the game. I, I, I just remember a few things. So, I went through this game. Well, I picked this game up again in my 36-year age, trying to give it, I guess, a second chance? More like a third chance? I don't know. I wanted to get my 
thoughts on this. This was this was like I mentioned earlier this episode. This was a science project kind of deal for me. Much like Chris, I have been also in the mood for an RPG. That itch is still there. I'll you'll understand why in a minute. But I've been in I've, I have been in an RPG mood lately, and I just figured I'd play this game and see what it was like. I everybody around me, including prominent friends of mine, Adam is one of them, have told me that Final Fantasy VIII is garbage. Uh, I have it in my head that the world's view, or maybe maybe us in the States anyway, the main view that I always get from FF8 is that it was bad. It was one of the garbage Final Fantasies. And I, I feel like for a long time I've just agreed with that and never really had precise opinions why. So I picked it up and started playing it. Last episode, I mentioned that I, I was kind of liking it. It had its charm here and there. It had its, it had its good points. It wasn't horrible. And I'm trying to keep the game locked in in the age that it was out. Mm-hmm. So the graphics being old and dated, that, that it really that shouldn't mean anything to me. But I've noticed this, Chris, for me, the if if it's old sprite graphics, I really don't care. Yeah. But I noticed the age of old polygon stuff oh, yeah. uh, really bad. <laughs> this is just as a side tangent, man, but I think you may have mentioned this as well. I went back to play. So in my Witcher experience, I played the entire, entirety of the witcher 3 that was the first witcher game i ever played and i had heard from other people and adam as well that you know if you really want to get you you don't have to play witcher 1 and witcher 2 to get witcher 3 and i can attest to that i had no fucking knowledge or experience at all the witcher franchise and i played witcher 3 out the gate and got it all understood it I didn't really have much of anything that was like, yeah, I don't really get it. There were some deep, deep references that maybe I didn't catch, but they give you so much other overarching other side quest slash main quest story and exposition where it doesn't matter. You're not going to wonder who this one character is and not knowing this one character, is, you're not going to get the game. So after playing The Witcher 3, going all the way through it, I had heard from Adam and from others that, yeah, you know, even though you don't understand it, if you really want to get some more, if you if you if you just have a Witcher itch and or you just want to get some more Witcher story, go back and play the first two. They're there. You can get more. I went back and started playing the Witcher one first. Uh, one, it being a keyboard only game threw me off right off the bat. I had to, I went out of my way to get X Patter or whatever <laughs> to make that fucker work with the controller. Yeah. But that game was just so dated for me. The graphics, the controls, the everything. Again, it's not, it's so hard to say stuff like, because I feel like an asshole, but I, I, this is the only way I can make it make sense. There may be a solid story there. There may be a great game there, but the 3D graphics showed its age for me bad. And I just could not get over that. Yeah. And I've noticed that. Most of the time, I have that issue when it comes to those kind of games. If it's old, like 32-bit sprite graphics, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me at all. But when I see old, old, just wonky, dated, yeah, it's it's really hard for me to get into it. Yeah. Uh, so the graphics in 8, no problem. The music, up and down, but mo- mostly up, I'll say. There were a lot of good tracks. I, I still love a lot of the music in 8, as far as I got to. Still love the intro. Uh, mm-hmm. Still not a fan of the junction or draw system. I made all that clear last time. Uh, Chris, I've stopped playing Final Fantasy VIII, man. Yep. I, uh, I will say that I do not hate this game. 
I don't think this is gutter trash, garbage, just horrible. <laughs> I think it's so one, I, the, the main reason why I stopped playing it, and I don't even know if it's a hard quit. This may be, you know, maybe if my own interest perks up in the month or so following, maybe I'll get back into it. Uh, it wasn't a throw the controller down, fuck this game, quit. It was more like, eh, I'm just not, I don't care anymore. Uh, and that's really sad for a Final Fantasy story to do that to me. Um, I was unfairly comparing it to, let's say this is, I'm, I'm only making this comparison just to make my putting down make, make sense. In disc one of Final Fantasy seven, if most of the little questions that I had started to, while they were false, they started to make sense. They started to get explained. Some of the plot, like the plot, there weren't really side characters that I did that I did not get. There weren't extra random things that were just showed up, and I was supposed to take as it was. And some of the story in the first disc started to get explained. Like, what are these things happening with Cloud? What is Cloud's past? Okay, well, you have the scene in the town where he goes, "All right, guys, up in this end room, let's talk about my past." Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I was, I'm going to say halfway, if not more than halfway into disc two. And I kept getting more questions piled up with having nothing explained. And it wasn't just the fact that I didn't understand what was going on. I wasn't caring. There wasn't much like draw and impact that I expect from these kind of games. And this is all subjective, folks. This is all personal. I get that. But I just stopped caring about what the fuck was going on in that game. Uh, the first time that it really impacted me was uh, when I went back to Balam Garden for the first time. I'm saying the first time because I don't know how many times you go back there. Mm-hmm. And I had to go down into the basement and find the controls for this thing. And then I had to go down to the basement and fight this thing called Norg. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this? What? Why am I fighting this person? What? This thing? Why is it talking the way it's talking? What is going on? I don't I don't know. I need explanations. Yes, folks, I know that that is a Shumi, and I know that there's a side quest in the game uh, where you go to the Shumi tribe, and you can do their own quest, and maybe more of him and other shit will get explained, but therein lies part of my problem. Uh, then I went to the... I went to the prison... And or maybe this is before then I don't remember, and these little fucking orange uh, monster looking kitty things were around. I was like, what? What are they? Can they talk? Can they not talk? Why are they here? What's the point of them? These are just a couple examples where I I just kept having more and more things where it was just stuff put on me without explanation, and it's like, oh, we'll go do this stuff, and it gets explained. I just I didn't want to go do that. And I just the the story just didn't grab me. Nothing about they nothing about the story had grabbed me. There were points that were interesting, and points where I was like, "Oh, that was cool." And maybe the first time I played through it, uh, I feel I, I feel bad right this instant. Spoilers for Final Fantasy VIII, I guess, just in case anybody out there actually wants to play this on their own. But during the parade scene where uh, Idea comes out on the sh- on the float and the camera pans around the float and pans up and you see Cipher, seeing Cipher back after you 
it was pretty much made clear that he was dead. The first time I played that game, having no knowledge, I imagine that would have been cool. That would have been like a, oh, what happened? I thought he was dead, but I already knew that he wasn't dead, mm-hmm. and I knew that scene was going to happen, so that was blown out. Um, struggling with that junction system already, so that kind of makes battles like the the aftermath of battles is lost for me just i don't know man there there i i was starting to i was starting to go back to that game because i was making myself do it instead of man i wonder what the next plot thing's going to be man i wonder what next question's going to get answered man i wonder what's going to happen next it was more like yeah i started playing this game might as well finish it well yeah, fuck that that's not why i play video games <laughs> yeah um, I, there are other things too. There are things that like Adam has brought up that totally make sense. Uh, the, the looks of these characters, I just, the, everybody's got to have belts and long shorts and fucking tattoo faces and all. I don't know. I, that's, that's a, that's a minor nitpick. Uh, almost every character or side character having some type of gimmick, uh, like, uh, Kiros always says, you know, I think, I think he says that or no, 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 that's Cypher's two, two little goons. The girl always talks in caps and says like one or two words. I guess she has a speech impediment, but I don't know what it is or something's wrong with her. <laughs> and I think the big fat guy always, or the, the big muscle guy always says, you know, and like, uh, Kiros does have some kind of thing where he says like a phrase all the time, but I don't know. Either way, just these little quirky things about the characters. They didn't build, there wasn't anything enduring about them because I just took them as they were without explanations. Not to say everybody needs an explanation, but, uh, I feel like I'm trying my best to explain this game and I don't like having to do that. <laughs> like the game just stopped drawing interest from me. That's, that, that's the long and short of it. And mm-hmm. I've said on several episodes, there have been many times where either Chris or the audience has been like, man, I wonder what his opinions are uh, of this game now. And it's like, yeah, I stopped playing it because I'm just not interested. <laughs> that's what happened here. Like that, that's really, that, that's really all it is to it. Uh, I may go back and play some more. I may go back into it. I feel like I remember enough about what was going on to kind of keep a good thread, but the more and more unexplained shit, I don't know. It's Final Fantasy VI. It is most definitely not Final Fantasy VII. No, it is not. Is it a horrible dumpster garbage trash? No, it's just not. It's the fact that this is from a from such a touted lineage of games, and it was so mediocre for me. That's what makes it. That's what hurts the most about it. Yeah. It'd be nice to get back through it at least to get at least to get that airship because that airship was so cool. But all, everything around the airship sucks, man. So that led me down a hole of all right. Well, what the fuck do I do with my time now? Because I was working on an RPG and I'm I'm in an RPG mood and I don't know what I want to play. So I've kind of been bouncing back and forth between a couple Steam games. Uh. I'm still working on mutant muds here and there. That's going to be like a go-to play a level and put down. Uh, 
So one of the games I'm working on is called Oniken. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. You can look it up on Steam. These are Steam games. Uh, Oniken. This is a Strider-style platforming slash em up game. Definitely set in a Contra mentality, but it, more like a Rambo kind of mentality, where it's a guy with a mullet, and he he slashes a sword out and he's really buff and macho and there's there's a whatever plot line but it's it it's so like intense of a plot line they're playing it really serious and the game is actually pretty serious there aren't too many uh it's just it's just got a lot of 80s style cutscenes to it and uh none of that really was the draw for me the strider uh platforming was and so far the game's got me that way i'm i'm i think there are eight total levels in this game and i'm playing through the fourth one now it does have its difficulty spikes uh it's fairly easy to get through the first two or three levels you may have a couple spots you're hung up on but fortunately it it does have uh it does have checkpoints in it throughout the levels which is nice of course if you it does it has lives as well infinite continues the continues aren't a problem but if you do run out of lives uh you'll have to go all the way back to the beginning of the level it's just not as it's not as uh hardcore and punishing as say contra where if you get hit one time in contra you're dead and then after two you got to go back this you have hearts for health i think you have 3 total uh yeah if you and if you died you go back to a checkpoint if you die enough you go back to the beginning of the level and um it's it's pretty good it's entertaining i'm enjoying it having a good time going through it and it is also a pick up most of these games are pretty much pick up and play for a little bit mm-hmm. Um, another game I'm working on is called Pharaoh Rebirth. The draw for this was that it was a, uh, platformer slash shooter slash sorta Metroidvania, sorta. Uh, you play as a bunny archaeologist, <laughs> which, yeah, the bunny thing was also a draw. My wife thought mm-hmm. that was cute. Uh, I will say, I'm gonna make this clear. When right. I play a game and they throw like random things in, I usually take that as trying to get attention or trying to be like so wacky and zany and out there that I blow it off. This had a really funny kind of random thing in it that I thought was very cute. I like the way that they've done it. Uh, so these, there's these two main archaeologists in this action platforming slash sort of Metroidvania game. Uh, the one is a bunny archaeologist, and the other is a turtle archaeologist. And they're both racing to get to the treasures as fast as they can. So it's the tortoise and the hare racing each other. I see not what they lit- did there. <laughs> yeah, they're not literally racing, but they are racing. And it's, they mm-hmm. actually, he acts like the tortoise is on a fucking motorcycle. So that's how he can, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, I like, I like the cuteness of it. Not too, too try hard. Uh, but yeah, I'm playing through that as well. I'm getting some fun entertainment out of it. The Metroidvania stuff is up my alley. It's not strictly Metroidvania because there are set levels in the game. And when you clear a level, it opens up another level, clears and clear that one, opens up another one. And mm-hmm. almost every level you, you get some kind of terrain accessibility power up like a double jump or a slide or a glide or something like that which will make you want to go back to previous levels but so far i don't believe i've had to and that's usually the thing about metroidvanias is that 
you know, you needed that double jump because you could only get this key to get to the next world by getting that double jump. This mm-hmm. has been more like, yeah, if you want to go back and get some more power-ups or some more treasures or some more items or whatnot. But it's still nice. It's 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 it has that that, you know, oh, I got to keep this door in mind because I can't get through it or I got to keep this small hole in mind because I see that I can get through it. I just physically can't do it yet. I'll come back here. Uh it's gotten most of my entertainment. It's been it's been pretty fun. And both of those two have been my kind of bounce back and forths uh, here recently. I haven't really worked strictly on anything else. I'm kind of back in my, kind of sort of back in my mental turmoil of I don't know, I don't know what I want to play. <laughs> I, I don't have a solid, like, I'm going to put 40 hours into this game just yet. I was actually yeah. going to put, I was actually going to put on this episode just because I don't think I've ever heard anybody else do it. Either that, they probably they probably do it behind behind uh, the scenes or whatnot. But I was actually going to ask Chris and Adam both to just you know in their own time recommend me some games that they think that I need to play for whatever genre or whatever. Not because I don't have any games to play. Again, I still have like seventy something brand new Steam games that Jesus. I'm I'm scrolling through this list now and going, yeah, I remember most of these. I need to get back <laughs> to most of these. I will get back to most of these, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm in the same kind of mental boat. You are Chris. I'm in the mood for an RPG. I just haven't settled on one yet. I've been kind of working my way around looking at all my old PlayStation games and looking at our RPGs that I've, you know, either have and never got around to, or, you know, ones that have completely flown under my radar and I want to try out. I, I was on the verge of actually thinking about going back through persona five again which i do know i want to do someday but i you know what i'm still not ready to do that just yet (laughs) i was actually thinking like three days ago man i want to play persona five but i've already 100 percent it so yeah it's not really a point but i i you know want to play that game i was like i want to have that you know experience again but i'm not going to have it again because i 100 it it doesn't take much man if i if i see like I can see a YouTube video and there could be somebody mentioning Persona 5 and I see like some gameplay for like five seconds and I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. or I can hear that music in somebody else's video or whatever. And I'm like, mm, wake up, wake yeah. get up, get out there. I wanna also, our uh, all our talk about PlayStation games recently, I've really been thinking about going back and playing some. Um, I actually loaded up a live split to... Uh, start trying to get back into speed running final fantasy seven yeah um, yeah i just had that itch but i want to and it kind of octopath traveler didn't help because it's got that old school old school you know graphic style kind of mm-hmm. so we'll see yeah i and i've been looking at the playstation library as well just because they're i mean i th- th- there's a good amount of rpgs in the playstation library mm-hmm. And I know there are some that I never played. Uh, an example, uh, how many, have you ever played Wild Arms, Chris? I actually own one and four. <laughs> and okay. I haven't beat either. Okay. Because I, that, that that is another game in my life that I went through. I went all the way through. And I do mean all the way I beat that game. I don't think I did 100% though. But I have 
that, that that's another like 60, 70, 80 hour RPG. And I have almost no memory of that. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my mind or what's wrong with games, perhaps. But I remember Wild Arms 1 having a thing where you have three separate characters. And I think the beginning of the game, they you can play as all three separately. And they have their own little intro story games that... I think they're like an hour or so a piece and then they merge together and go through the big story of the game. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember I don't remember anything about that main game. I don't remember I anything. All, I, went, I went all the way through that game and I beat the game. I remember the twist toward the end of that game being very like weird and out there. Maybe that's maybe that's what did it. I think it was like this <laughs> alien invasion and then like mutant aliens and I don't fucking I, I don't remember. And that's it sad. pulled an echo. I guess, sure. <laughs> but yeah. I was thinking about going that. Now, I I did remember that there was a sequel for Wild Arms, because I remember the mm-hmm. cover. I didn't know that there were four. In my research, I found out that there were four. There was one, two, three, four. So I was on the fence of like, man, you know what? Okay, do I want to go all the way back through Wild Arms 1? Which maybe I would be, because it kind of has that Tales of Destiny uh, puzzle aspect to it. But do I just want to start up Wild Arms 2 and just work my way up the series and see how Wild Arms 2 treats me, see if I like any other ones? Uh, do I want to go play Final Fantasy 9? You know, 8 was bad, but I think I remember 9 being a little bit better for yeah, whatever reason. I think it but, absolutely was, yeah. But see, again, this is what sucks for me, man. I... I ha- I feel like I have some more memories of nine than I do of eight. I only went through nine one time, but I still just don't remember the. I can put like the play of that game together in my mind, but the big chunks of it are missing. The history of that game in my mind is missing. So maybe yeah. I want to go through nine and just see how that one treats me. Um, I mean, I I think you'll actually finish that one. <laughs> yeah. And again, there are other PlayStation RPGs. There's PlayStation 2 RPGs the same way, you know, things I never went through. I was on the verge of uh, getting Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter, and I was like, no, still not doing it. <laughs> I actually owned uh, Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter back in the day, and I think I played that game for 30, 40 minutes. Said nope. Uh... I love Breath of Fire. Man, Breath of Fire 1 and 2 are very good for people that want to play Super Nintendo-style graphics, old-school RPGs. Breath of Fire 3, man, I love that game. So fucking good. Breath of Fire 4, right underneath that. You know, not it didn't have the same impact for me, but it definitely has a damn good story, good graphics, battle, all that. It's just right underneath 3 in, in greatness for me. 5, they came in and said, hey... Here's all that shit you love from Breath of Fire. Throw it out the door. You don't need none of that shit. Whole new graphic style, whole new battle style. Just all, just forget the shit that you knew. And I can't stand when games do that. Yeah. So I think I bought that. I, either I didn't know, or I just loved Breath of Fire enough to go. You know what? Maybe enough is in there to make it okay. And it mm-hmm. was not. This was back. <laughs> like I bought this fucking game brand new back before. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this was back before GameStop or, or I think I just had to eat that. I think I, I traded it sometime later in my life. I got rid of that shit. Um. Uh, uh Parasite Eve. 
that's another RPG mm-hmm. in my time that I played. I only played through that one one time. However, I do remember there being some uh there's like a secret hotel or secret building or something and there's like a hundred floors of enemies and if you beat all hundred floors you either get an item or another cutscene or something. Well I beat the game folks and I did that hundred floor building or whatever. Can't remember much about that game. I hate that. And especially with it being a square RPG, you know? But I do remember being fucking good it was enough to make my uh top playstation game list Mm -hmm. because the stuff that i do remember like the combat and the 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 music and the setting all that it's just been too long since i played it i thought about going back through that one as well yeah i I just i I just don't know man i felt bad looking back to my playstation games the ones i actually physically own in my case uh to this day Mm -hmm. looking at the rpgs I don't think I finished a single one that didn't have Final Fantasy in the name. Yeah. I feel so bad, yeah. and I, I want to go back through them just so I can finally finish these games, but... No. I'll get there. I remember... Uh, well, not remember. I Well, yeah, I remember Adam talking... Have you played any of the uh, front missions, Chris? No. None. Okay. I know he has... Uh, I think front mission... I believe that's a square... I believe that's a square property. Front mission PlayStation. I believe that's a square soft type game. Or square I think this is even before Square Enix. No, it was a square Square Enix. Okay. Either way, uh it's supposed to be like a tactic style RPG uh battle tech uh game. And he's mm-hmm. talked up and down about it. That's another one that I've all I've meant to get around to. Uh Alundra. There's another one. I played through the entirety of of it. Yeah. (laughs) I've played through Alundra twice. I played the first time was way back in high school. I didn't beat it. I got close to the end and had to give it back or something. Uh, I played through it in my later years. I think when I was in my late 20s, played through it and beat it. I I vaguely remember that there was a sequel. I've never played the sequel. There's another game that I could could always Um, get into. So... One of the big takeaways from me watching the Alundra speedrun mm-hmm. was that the second one shouldn't exist. Oh. <laughs> so don't bother. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's oh like, God. it's bad enough to the point where it's like, oh, it has a sequel? No, it doesn't. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So. Uh, Grandia 2, there, that is, man, that is an unsung gem right there for me. I played that on the Dreamcast back in the day. Loved mm-hmm. that. It, one of the first. One of the first, maybe, maybe, maybe it might have been before I started really caring about English voice acting, but for what it was at the time, really good voice acting in that game. Uh, the humor was enough. It was well written, but again, I'll take this all with a grain of salt. I think I played this game when I was like 20, 22, 23, something like that. So my, my tastes have changed and this, maybe it, maybe it hasn't aged, but that's, that was Grandia 2 that I played. I played through 3 for about 5 or 6 hours, and I don't remember if I got sidetracked or I just didn't get into it, but I stopped playing that game, and I've never went back to it. There is, the first Grandia was on PlayStation. Two discs mm-hmm. worth of an RPG. I've never played it. Maybe I should go play that. Legend of Mana, another RPG on the PlayStation. Uh, I love Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo. This is another game in that era. But I think 
if I remember right, I think I actually have or had Legend of Mana, and I think the setup for Legend of Mana was different. I think it was like you had multiple characters, and like they all had their own quest or something. There was something that was different about Legend of Mana. But the fact that I don't remember, the fact that I don't have the facts straight, maybe I should go back and see. Maybe the game no. eight has aged for me. Maybe I need to play it to get the shit straight, you know? Uh... Vandal Hearts. We were talking about that as a uh, if you like Final Fantasy Tactics, this is another tactic style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam said it was pretty hard. I don't remember being that hard, but either way, it had a sequel. I haven't tried that one. There are lots of games out there. It's, it, it's, it's, it's Tales of Destiny has a sequel. Oh shit. Uh, Thousand Arms. Heard of it. Never played it. Lots of RPGs from to pick from, and that's just from the PlayStation era. There's still the PlayStation yeah. 2. There's still Super Nintendo RPGs, probably. There's a shit ton of PC RPGs. I'm just in that weird funk where I don't know what I want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's hard for me to settle on something. We'll we'll see where I end up. For now, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between the Steam games. Uh, I do play some some of my other Steam games here and there, but I put so little time that they're not worth talking about yet. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I also bought this was this was sometime this year. There's an Atlas game that was. It was uh, Dungeon, Dungeon, Mass, Dungeon something shit. Uh, Dungeon Keeper. Ah, I can't remember the name of this game. Not Monster Lair, no. I feel so bad, I don't remember my own shit. Uh, there was a dungeon game by Atlas. What type of game is this? It's it's an RP, it's, it's a, it's like a, uh, Golden Axe style game. And I want to say it was Dungeon in the title. I've I've literally got it in my room. I just don't want to get up and go look at it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, as I search through this and talk at the same time, mm-hmm. I have that one. I bought it because I like Odin Sphere. And it seemed like it had kind of the same artwork. The gameplay itself might be different, but... Uh, there's another game for me to try. The The point here is, folks, I've got plenty of games. I just... It's always been this way for me. I never... It's hard for me to settle down for a game that I want to play. A game has to... Especially an RPG. Like, e- even an RPG, just because the RPG has, you know, 80, 90 hours to beat, I could stop, you know, 15, 20 minutes, an hour in because I just don't care. Or something... something it just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where I end up. We'll see what I end up playing. I just don't have anything where like, yeah, next week you'll hear more about this thing. <laughs> Cause so far I don't really have it. This thing. I'm not even like blowing through the two steam games that I'm playing because I mean, it's not cause they're bad. It's just cause I'm just taking my time. You mm-hmm. know, I stop one. I'm playing another. Plus, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between. I I do play games and watch GDQ at the same time, but my attention can get divided. Like the Super Mario Maker Relay Race, probably gonna just be watching that. <laughs> yeah, and depending on the game, you know, you look away for a couple seconds, you've missed so much. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dragon's Crown. 
is the name of that game. I've got it for the it's huh. a the, the it's like a remaster version for the uh PlayStation 4. And that I mean there's another thing too. There's PlayStation 4 games in there. If we really want to dig down deep, there's probably about 10 to 15 Xbox 360 games in there that I never touched. There are some PlayStation 2 games on my wall that I haven't got around to. There's plenty of games to play. This uh I I don't mean to keep harping on this, folks. Just want y'all to understand that the later in the, in years you get, the the longer the the larger your backlog is. For me, it's always it's 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 always been difficult to just go. Oh, okay, I'm done with this game. What's the next game I want to play? Oh, this. Uh, if there's one that's burning hot on my plate, I'll go for it. You know, like when God of War came out. Got it. It's gonna go. Yeah. That one was to stop everything else and play, but. Even though there are many, many games that people have recommended to me that I have in my in my personal backlog, uh, on my on my shelf that I haven't played, it's 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 for some reason been hard for me to just go. Oh yeah, I'll try that one. I don't know why. I don't know because my tastes have become too too strained, or I'm I'm nervous about games not being good. It, it wouldn't matter at this point, but yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. But that's pretty much been it for my week. Uh, it's probably going to do it for this episode, folks. We don't really have a straight topic plan for this episode, especially with Adam not being here as well. Uh, we kind of bantered for a while at the first beginning anyway. So this may be the, this may be the first of one of our, of a, of a banter type episode, which I don't mind doing those either. You know, it's just fucking talk. Uh, I don't know if there's anything life-related you guys want to ask us about. Shoot, we talk about that, too. That's usually how banner things work. Just chat about whatever. Uh, I can't... I can't even think of any movies that are coming out in theaters. And if we're talking about movies that that I'm really interested in, I'm really waiting to see. Uh, Except Infinity War 2. I got a ways to go. (laughs) I got way, way ways to go. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. Unless you got anything else, Chris, I guess we can. No, nope. I'm. Uh, I'll be getting back to No Man's Sky and Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I will be having one hand on my chin and the other one strumming my head with my fingers, debating on which PlayStation <laughs> RPG. <laughs> I know I did mention to Adam that I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, and he also mentioned Xenogears, and I was like, man, I just don't know, man. I. Just, mm-hmm. I know it's a good game, man. And I know it's your favorite. I know you love that game, but I just th- that in the back of my head, I know somewhere later in that game, it's just going to get way too fucking crazy and convoluted. <laughs> and I'm going to be back to not understanding it. And that's going to, it's going to ruin the game for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so to to the audience, sure. Uh, if you have any uh, RPG recommendations or any video game recommendations, if you have any, hey, y'all both stop, play this game right now because I never heard you talk about it, and you've got to play it. Uh, I, I'm always whether I'm in a fit uh, in a funk or not, I'm always looking to hear recommendations. Uh, there have been several games in my life that I haven't that I played because people have just hounded me about it. Believe it or not, I was not in a battlefield at all. Not not a single bit. And I'm still, I mean, I'm not into the traditional battlefield. Like, the World War II setting shit doesn't appeal to me at all. But uh, I didn't care anything for Battlefield. So Battlefield Bad Company and Bad Company 2 went completely over my head until somebody beat Battlefield Bad Company 2 over my head repeatedly, daily, and I said, fine, I'll go play it, and fell in love with it. So, 
depending on how well a game is sold to me, depending on if you know if the if the game interests me, yeah, I'll try it out. So what what RPGs would you recommend? What games would you recommend? Period. Uh, we'd love to hear anything you'd recommend, especially if you have a passionate story about it or, or a passionate selling on it. Uh, anything from San Diego Comic Con this year that interests you? Any uh, GDQ stuff? Any highlights you can think of? Uh, anything at all you want to talk about period we love to hear what you want to talk about and there's many ways you can get a hold of us uh, there is a Facebook page you can just search Facebook for End of Time Cast uh, you can give a like subscribe to the page it'll be how you can find updates usually we update the episode to SoundCloud but you get notifications there whenever we upload them uh, maybe if I, how you found this episode right here because of just that we have an email. You can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We also have a Twitter page. Still have not been twitted. Not yet. <laughs> and it's it's so sad, man, because I keep getting notifications on my phone when like mm-hmm. Gmail pops up. And then it's it's like if somebody else retweets something that End of Time Cast is likes, like we get a notification about it. I'm like, no, <laughs> come on, somebody talk. Uh, so, yeah, those are some avenues you can get a hold of us. And uh, we love to hear from you, anybody and everybody, anything and anything you want to talk about, period. We just love to hear from our audience, period. And that's going to do it for this week. Uh, until next time, I'm Michael. And I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs>